One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. nine, nine. Are we on the air? DMX voice show. Hey, we're excited. British GP week. It's our uh, favorite time of year. In the studio with me is uh, Lewis Phillips, MX Vice Editor. Hello. How are you? Still here? Still here. Still standing. They yep. try to knock me down, but I just keep getting back up, punching. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't either. But, uh, <laughs> sounded yeah, good though, didn't thanks it? Thanks for that intro. Yeah, it sounded really watching. good. <laughs> one, too, one too many Rocky films there. Uh, <laughs> it's a good week for us. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd say it's the highlight of my year like you did, but... It's all right, isn't it? Well, I'm just excited. Same GP. I'm just excited to get GPs going again. It literally feels like Argentina was last year. Well, don't get too excited because we've got a big, big space coming up. Yeah, I'm literally quite emotional about that. So, was it a month and four days? What are you going to do? It's effectively five weeks. Are you going away anywhere? Uh, I'm going to be going to Ling and Canada Heights. Really? Yes. They're going to let you back? But we start this again. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. You'd be fine. Just just put that mask on. Remember the horse's mask put over your head? So the British GP. Yeah, British GP. <laughs> cool. So um, tell us about your week this week because you've actually got some plans. Oh, oh, what week coming up? No, the, the week after Matley, mate. No, I thought um, you meant the previous week. I was going to oh, say, I didn't Jesus. do much. Okay, all right, crack on. Uh, this week, MX Vice will be going to uh, a practice track with Max Anstey and others. Oh, you're not allowed to say who else is going? I'm not sure. It's, is it secret? I'm not sure if it's properly confirmed yet, but oh, I know okay. that Max will be there. Okay. it's his track. Sure. So I presume he will turn up. Okay. But I believe the MX Vice team will be making a very nice video. This is not the race team. This is the media team, because we haven't got a race team. No, we don't. Not sure why I need to clarify that. So sorry? Clarify. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nice things are happening. This is Lewis Good Phillips things. on the special hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to try and say words correctly. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, what should we know? The weather's going to be good. Oh, literally. I think I said literally a lot so far this show, but we'll keep that going. Um, I say interesting. I, me- I meant I almost said it again. Then, I, when it was announced that a British GP was going to be in March or whatever, it literally <laughs> there you go again could not have worked out better than this. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> what, the podcast oh, show? Or, oh, wow. <laughs> the podcast um, show. It's on my what? mind now. No, okay. but from sun- Sunday just gone to way past the British GP, it's just going to be sun. Like no rain forecast at all. 15 degrees, which is good. I'll take that. Not yeah. going to complain about that. Like Probably wear a scarf. I uh, wouldn't go that far, but okay. no. It should be perfect. Like There's no reason not to go. There's no reason to be worried. There's no reason to be scared of a mudder. It's just going to be a normal British GP. Cool. All positive. Thumbs up. Excellent. I mean, um, fair play to Steve Dixon. We tried to get him on the podcast show last week, but... Uh, tried being the keyword. The guy's so busy. And that, I mean, it's probably the worst time for him ever to come on a podcast show anyway, just because of what he's trying to uh, do by himself and his very limited team members uh, around him. It's, it's amazing when you actually talk to the guy and you find out exactly what they pull off with just a handful of people. 
Plus, you have a hard enough time getting me up here, and I'm actually an employee. So, are you still moaning? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Most people would like, you know, cut their arm off to be sat where you are. Yeah, I feel like this is your strategy now. You like to play up that I'm moaning when I'm not. You are. I'm just being moaning. funny. Yeah, I no, there's funny and there's moaning. You're oh, definitely I've, moaning. I've soldiered. And it's on, not I'm... even a positive moaning, like when a woman's led in bed. Wow, that's a that's a PG rating on iTunes lit up. <laughs> Right, anyway. So, um, yeah, let's go back to Steve. So, you know, Steve's putting a lot of time, a lot of effort into this GP. Um, it, can, it couldn't be set up for any better. The weather's going to be good. Um, everybody's a little bit starved from, from nothing going on at the moment. So this weekend could be really, really big. It should be. Like, I see no reason why it'll be any like, less of a turnout than there was in June, July, May, whenever, or even August, sat one year. So it should be at the very worst, equal to previous years. Yeah, I mean... But it should be better when you add in the fact that it's the first European round, no one's seen the trucks, awnings, a lot of these European teams before, like, there's lots of good stuff happening. Yeah, hopefully this will extend out to sort of France, Belgium, um, and Holland with with people coming over as well. Well, that is actually a good point, because normally the British GP goes back-to-back with the French GP, whereas the uh, French fans who are going to go to St. John in... At the beginning of June, I think it's the first weekend in June. Like, that's a long time away, so they can probably afford logistically and work it all out to do both. Although they would probably choose to go to Volkenswald instead, because I guess it's even more. The one thing I'm looking forward sense, but... uh, to is the Welsh fans because uh, they are the, the most uh, consistent at every GP. Interesting. Didn't really think you were going to pull that one out, but there we go. Fair See, I'm a man of the people. Now you're going to have a lot of Welsh fans. No, I already got Welsh fans. They, so, like, they uh, like what we do. Well, in the you interest, just don't know because you don't, you don't hang out of them. In the interest of being liked, I also like Welsh people. Hit me up. Oh, God. Um, yeah, sorry about that. It's <laughs> uh, so, weird. So what do we know about uh, this week at Matterley? There's obviously riders uh, who are not going to be there for injury. Yeah, Herlins is out. Hasn't been like officially confirmed by KTM or anything, but he's out. Yeah, which sucks. Whatever, like we kind of knew it was a long shot anyway. I know from JWR that Stroibos uh, is going to see a consultant on the twenty first, uh, which is this week. But still, no chance. Of no, him. no, he's not. He's not even been back on a bike or anything. He's just resting in, since the operation. Um, we know that uh, Sever Brylyakov is out with um, ongoing visa issue coming into the country. Um, he'll be fine for Volkenswart though it's not like a Tonkov thing where it's Europe it's just Britain no it's just Britain yeah um, and we've got riders coming in like oh the big one was February do you want to talk a little bit about that oh what him uh, his replacement well yeah and he's not going to be there yeah that is a good point thanks for bringing that one up no worries that's what I'm here for uh, yeah Dean, Wil- uh, Dean Wilson I've, I've actually had that issue right <laughs> holy no, shit I've actually had that issue every time I've written Dean Ferris recently I type Dean and then my fingers just automatically type Wilson after it right big issue Dean yeah. Ferris is uh, replacing Fevra for the next three rounds not Dean Wilson no just I to be clear I just want to point that one out he's definitely in Supercross he's not coming doing across well. just seems to, do, to be doing quite well at life uh, a British GP at the moment but uh, yeah, Ferris is in for Matali, Volkenswad, and Trentino, or Pietramurata, as the yeah. track is actually Try called. Try saying that after two points. Yeah, so I can't say it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's in, replacing Fevra. Quite a short stint, shorter than I imagined it would have been. But then I guess with that month break in April, it makes sense, because what, 
It's effectively seven weeks. Yeah, so February is going to have enough time to return for Mantua. And whereas some people think that's amazing because like, oh, he doesn't even have to miss that many races. What is it, Lewis? It's the end of the championship. Oh, what, for February? Yeah. Yep, there's, it's over. Like, yeah. it's not him only missing three rounds and one moto. That's not going to do anything for him. Like, he's not going to return and get a medal in the championship. Like, whatever. The damage will be done at that point. And it's a shame because he looked good. He clearly was quite confident. I saw him uh, mention a few times in the off-season that he believed he could go for a title and all of that. He obviously uh, won the qualifying race in Argentina. But sometimes shit happens. And sadly, that's happened a lot for him recently. It's called motocross. It's called motocross. That's what we're here for. Yep. Cool. So, um, and then there's one big debate which doesn't seem to go away. Jeffy Hurlins. Yep. So he's that off to America, is, isn't he? Oh, that is doing my nutting, literally. Every but day no one's denying it. I uh, sent off questions for a Pit Byra interview uh, last night. And if he answers all of my questions, we may get answers because I did six questions just on Hurlins going to America. Wow. I felt like maybe I was pushing the limit a little bit too much. And maybe <laughs> I should have asked different questions. <laughs> but What did you do? Just do the same question, but no, I, it five I just, times? I looked at it from everything. Like, do KTM want this to happen? Do the sponsors want this to happen? Logistically, does it, is it even possible? Like, is it a massive headache? What about having only one rider in MXGP? That being Crowley, obviously. Because uh, the last three, uh, couple of years, they've had three riders. Well, do, with the whole thing with, uh, obviously, the, the energy drinks. So we've got, the situation with Yamaha at the moment with they have to fill two riders. That is typically the case, yeah. So is that the same for, for Red Bull? From what I know, Red Bull aren't as hot on that. Okay. And so especially they, considering it's KTM, like I kind of feel like they... Could get away with it. They have quite a good... I feel like Red Bull probably have got a lot from that KTM partnership. Mm-hmm. KTM have delivered a lot to them. So I presume they're given the benefit of a doubt from time to time. And they've still got a standing contract with three KTM riders. And Sean Simpson and Max Nagel when he's back in six to eight weeks. So they've got a strong uh, group of satellite riders. Yeah, yeah, good present. But that's just not quite the same, is it? Like Red Bull KTM can't quite take that success as much as they can if it's Hurlins or Caroli. No. But at the end of the day, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, but Hurlins is Hurlings. Like they can, they've got to listen to him. And if he really, really believes in something and wants to do it, I'm sure they'll give him the benefit of the doubt and just. Let him uh, take a sabbatical for this year only. Well, he wants to win titles. Exactly. And you can imagine it, can't you? Like, imagine working for something each year and then getting to April, that already being over, and then just having to continue with that same level of torture, which it seems like the training program that he puts himself through is that. Yeah. For nothing. Like, knowing that you're not actually going to get out anything out of that until 2020. Yeah. And like, all it's going to say on, on the record sheet when he retires is fifth or fourth. Yeah, now he whatever. can go after GP wins and that's what he wants. Like, he could easily hit or at least get close to 100 uh, GP wins this year if he comes back in full swing. But then he's going to do that anyway, isn't he? It's not like this is one of his final years and time's running out. No, but so, on an earlier podcast from last year, did you say that? When, when is he thinking about retiring? Uh, I can't remember what he said. He said he's definitely in the second half of his career. Okay. And I'd imagine it'll be late 20s when he okay. pulls the plug. Okay. So 28, 29, 30. But then also he said, who knows like, if he's loving it. But that all depends on his current training program. Because effectively what he was saying is his current training program, which is... Brutal. Yeah. Like, undoubtedly the hardest worker in the sport. 
he can't continue that for seven more years because he'll kill himself. Yeah. But it just kill his love for the Yeah, for exactly. The game. But then who who knows the way things will go and like I saw him uh, say somewhere that he's kind of used this little break with a foot injury as a chance to kind of refresh himself for the second half of his career. So Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so um before we go any further, there's some really important news. I don't know what that is. I know, you're looking at me really funny. So, uh, as you know, we are um, sponsored and powered by 24MX. And this week, they have a fantastic offer on. So, if you are looking for um, some shelter for your bike and yourself, they have got their 3x3 pop-ups available for $59.99. Really? Really. Tell me more. Well, that's it. Yeah, I was gonna... So, basically, <laughs> that was a little four trap, poles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, thanks, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, the cool thing is, is that the, uh, the campaign I, th- I believe is going to be going on for the next three to four April weeks. April the 15th, I think it ends. Okay. Look at you with dates. Uh, I'm on top of things. Yeah. So, um, you know, with this, this kind of time of year with a few little April showers, yep. then, um, perfect. You can, uh, stay dry. And if you want a tent, if you message us on Twitter or Facebook, then we'll give you a special link. Do you know what? Deal. Do you know what? We should, we have a, actually, I was going to say. We have got some really good competitions on the show today. Have we? We have. That is a step forward. Yeah. That is what I'd call progress. We we lost um, a guest last week. Oh. We lost a guest <laughs> this week. Yeah, like I say. But the great thing is, is we've gained competitions. So um, I think I'd rather have a guest, but fair enough. It's a work in progress. <laughs> so to be fair, it's, it's British GP. I mean, uh, everybody's really busy. Super It's going to be the, the same. Like, like I say. It's, it's, tough, be, it's tough getting me up here, let alone the riders. So, yeah, but you're you're not really much, are you? No. <laughs> no, no, no. And this is quite a prestigious show, so wow. And you get throwing paid. it out there. Yeah, it's kind of like flogging a dead horse. So at the moment. You've got to be here. <laughs> so, well, only because you keep saying things to upset people. Don't. What? I'm just saying what the truth is. Literally, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how are we supposed to get get? How are we supposed to pick ourselves up from twenty thousand, you know, listens a week? To um, how, do we, how are we supposed to, to reach that? What are you even saying? <laughs> I don't know. But what I'm saying is I think you're just holding us back. What are your competitions? Oh, okay. Uh, so we have got a couple of competitions this week. We've got some uh, tickets to give away for the British GP this week. Amazing. We've got uh, a nice competition to announce over on 24MX with a signed Tony Caroli helmet. Wow. And we got some, some bits and pieces from 24MX. To, to give way on this show. Wow. Tell me more. I don't, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> well, you said we've got bits and pieces to give away, and I don't even know what that is, so tell me more. Well, we've got uh, a filter kit, because everybody knows out there I am probably one of the best uh, filter cleaners in the world. I mean, that's actually been certified by a couple of MXGP mechanics. Cool story. That's... Yeah, there we go. They said, I've, I've got what it takes. Tune in to, to uh, the MX5 show to hear utter bullshit. So, um, yeah, we've got some, some filter cleaning kits. They're, they're usually 70 quid on offer for 28.99, And um, we're going to give away a tent as well. Are we? Yeah, we are. The postage and packaging on that <laughs> may well, put us under. Funny story. So, um, interestingly, uh, we've we done some competitions on the British GP um, Facebook page. I mean, make sure you're following the Facebook page for British GP this week. Um, but we've done a couple of giveaways, so some camping chairs. And um, the idea is that, you know, we give away camping chairs because you can sit on the camping chairs 
at the GP. Thanks for explaining the uh, concept of a chair. Well, I shouldn't have to to, to explain. So this this was the funny thing. So we we done the competition. We give away five chairs, and I messaged the winners to say, pick your camping chair up at the GP because oh, is that chair. How it's happening. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. it's, it's a great idea, isn't it? You, you, yep. You're going to the GP, you haven't got to take the chair with you, you can pick it up from the 24-mech stand. And uh, then I get a message saying, can you post it? Because they won't be at the GP. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, that didn't work yeah. out as I expected. Another one of your great plans. Well, I didn't realize I'd have to put like a, a, like a terms and conditions, then like another sheet of, of how to enter a competition in... in, in you know, I was hoping that just out there somebody had to fill in the blanks for me. Are you actually going to give that person a chair then, or are you going to pin uh, them off? I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, that's an interesting story. Yeah. I'll be staying tuned for the uh, outcome of that one. Well, this is what... Chairgate. This is what... Chairgate, yeah. This is what <laughs> we're up against. So, um, British GP this weekend. Are we... How, how, how are we giving away the field again? How are we going to weigh the GP tickets? Well, you said the competitions. Are we doing that later? Or? Yeah, we'll do it later okay. on the show, yeah. We okay, fair enough. Hey, let's not blow our load in the first half. <laughs> okay. That's, this is a little bit of foreplay now, and then we're going on to the main thing later. Okay. So okay. are we now on the main agenda? Well, well, I don't know. Okay. We're only 10 minutes in, aren't right. we? God, you're a bit premature. Is it over yet? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, anyway, so we've got spenny questions coming up. Yep. We've got Twitter questions coming up. Yep. Um, and obviously we're going to delve deep into uh, things like, you, you know, who's, who's riding. Uh, the EMX 250 is going to be this weekend. I forgot about that. Over 120 people? Uh, 93. Okay, I was well, 93 on the current entry list, but the entry lists are a bit, um, not outdated, but as always, last minute entries and what have you. Yeah, I know that there, there are, well, there was initially 40 for, for MXGP and MX2. And uh, I know from, from my, uh, my other job um, that Ustream, I literally have got a waiting list of, of people who are, who are waiting to find out whether they're in for the GP. Yeah, so there will so, be full gates, even with injuries to Hurlins, Strybos, et cetera, et cetera. Massively. So, so from a, a European perspective, what riders have we got coming in? I know we've got people like uh, Petrov coming in. Obviously, Bry Lykov and Strybos would have been coming in, but the, 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 uh, the riders coming in are actually... You know, we've got some decent riders which are not actually doing the full calendar. Uh, we've got Pat Trail coming back, supposedly. He's, not, he's on a full uh, overseas deal and all of that as well, but he had an arm pump surgery okay. in February. How long does that take to recover from? Well, he started riding yesterday, so I'm sceptical. Wow. Yeah, because he said originally it was like, yep, yeah, back from Atlee, no stress, back from Atlee, back from Atlee, blah, blah, blah. But he started riding yesterday, so I'm sceptical. Wow, what a hero. Does seem a bit much. Yeah. But then also, if he doesn't return in Matterley, what's he going to do? Return at Volkenswald? Which is no. another week. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll be back. Okay. And uh, what was your question? About the European riders coming in or oh. European-only teams? Well, I think we've done this before. No, that was the podcast last week, wasn't <laughs> it? What we didn't put out because you said I was too negative. Oh, yes. I don't really feel like there are many anymore because originally we had Nargle. Yeah. And that was going to be a big one. Yeah. But then now he's doing all the overseas rounds. Yeah. We're going to have Strybos. That he's was going injured. to be a big one. He's injured. We're yeah. going to have Brylaikov. That was going to be a big one. He's, got, he's stuck at border control. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Anton Gull. Anton Gull. Big up all the Swedish fans out there. Yes. 
Yes, they are on the gold track. Uh, yeah, so JWR will be making a full-time MXGP debut, I guess you'd call it, with Anton Gull. Yep. It's exciting. Yep. Not not <laughs> what they planned, but, you know, that's that's motocross. You mentioned Strybos before. Do you actually have a, what, Mantova, I'm guessing, is his comeback? I, well, I don't think we're going to know anything um, sooner than the 21st. The 21st is going to be told whether the, the injury's healed um, and what extent. Um, you know, the injury's repaired and then it's going to be rehabilitation. Yeah, some Mantova made a 12th plenty of time in it. Yep. I would have thought it gives nice five, six weeks to get ready. But yeah, I don't really feel like there's, I, f- I feel like there was a lot of hype around these European only teams and all of that. But I feel like it's kind of all worked itself out to the point where, like I say, you've got Petrov, you will have Strybos. So they're nice little names to add to the list, but there isn't, like if, a podium entry list, up, I do. Let, talk, talk us through the entry list. I, I've, I've got it here, and no one's really like. I feel like you're kind of leading towards a um, podium contender or a top five contender. Okay, but there isn't one. Well, the problem is, is it you know with both classes at the moment, and they're both stacked. So any European riders who are coming out or are coming into uh, the GP this weekend, they're going to be facing an uphill task. Exactly. So, as far as the race at the front, it's going to be uh, similar to Argentina. Except for maybe Dean Ferris. Because who knows? Who knows? He's, he's a wild card. Could be. He started riding the bike yesterday. Uh, yesterday being Sunday. Yeah. So, again, that's late. Who knows? He hasn't been on a factory bike in years. He has been riding a Yamaha in Australia the last three years. So, that's... That's uh, positive, and I'm sure there's data that you can carry across from there, but it's still going to be very different, and there's going to be a uh, adjustment adjustment period there. But also, he doesn't have time for there to be an adjustment period because he's got three races. So yeah. Yeah, that's why I just I feel like he needs a bigger fill-in deal, but then there isn't one available. So, and his plan is to still go and do the outdoors in the USA, so it does fit in nicely with what he's got. So that was his lined up. That, that was his plan. Anyway, he was going yeah, to the USA. That's always been his plan, no matter what. Even he was in America two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He only went back to Australia to sort out some visa issues. And it was there that he got a call to come to Europe. So he's uh, seen the world the last few weeks. But yeah, he's still on, on his mind. I believe it's still a case of I'm doing the outdoors. I'm going to find a deal. He doesn't have anything lined up at the moment, but I think there are a few options over there. Okay. Well, there would have been. It seems like a Yamaha have gone with Josh Grant a passenger feeling yeah but I'm not sure if that's outdoors as well as Supercross seems like it's definitely happening for Supercross so I presume they'd just keep him on through the outdoors as well because that makes sense JGR I think is kind of the one that everyone's leading towards for Ferris okay because he bought a Suzuki uh, when he was in Australia just before he went to America so obviously that immediately gets people talking and they need a guy and aside from someone like Dean Wilson there aren't many uh, free agents. No. So is Dean Wilson's deal only indoor only? Yeah. Okay. His fill-in deal with Husqvarna. He can always go back to obviously his privateer uh, deal on Husqvarna, but for the outdoors, that's much tougher than Supercross. It's obviously a lot more uh, toll on the bike parts. The travel schedule's a lot more if you're driving to the races. So no. We transitioned to America quite quickly there, didn't we? <laughs> Very good. I like it. We're getting good at this. Yeah. But uh, back to Ferris in MXGP. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, okay, so he wants to go to the outdoors. Fair enough. Good on him. Yep. 
there's a good chance that he could be able to float between Yamaha teams in MXGP for the rest of the year because there are a lot of riders like Fevra, Sewer, Paulin, Tonus, all on effectively factory teams. Obviously, Wilvo's not quite, but it's at yeah, that yeah. level. It's not mm-hmm. a satellite team that's pushed off to the side. And the chances of another one of those riders getting injured at some point is reasonable. It's not like going to happen, but there's a chance, obviously. The odds are quite nice. Yeah. So I feel like he could end up extending his stay in Europe or getting called back at some point. But then obviously, again, that depends what he has. If he finishes Trentino, then flies to America and signs an American deal, he won't be able to come back. But I feel like the chances of seeing him beyond Trentino are quite good. Cool. Cool. Um, well, let's, uh, before we go on to uh, the next step of the, uh, the program, when we talk a little bit more in depth, let's um, have a little break. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motocross store. There are hundreds of your favorite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24MX.com to shop now. BMX Show. So, Lewis, MXGP this week, who's your money on? Uh, it's the Crowley Show. Woo. Really? Yeah. Yeah, fully. 1-1? One, 1-1. One. One, one. And uh, Volkenswald? 1-1. Uh, one, one. Oh. And Trentino? Well, 1-1. One, one. What about Tim? Oh, I don't know. I, I fight, I'm in a similar position to, with Crowley now to what I was like with um, Perlins last year. Like, I find it so difficult just to bet against him. I actually just put an interesting poll up on mxvice.com. Okay. Great website. Never heard of it. The, uh, the uh, founder is questionable, Top but everything, <laughs> everything else is uh, <laughs> great. Uh, I just put up a poll saying who will be the first rider to take a moto win from Karodi this year. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, stupid question. It'll be Tim, won't it? Yep. Well, in there, I put Herlins because the question is, does Karodi run the table until Herlins comes back? If Herlins comes back. Mm-hmm. And if, meaning if he goes to America, not if he comes back at all, like he's going to retire. Let's just clarify. Hit the brakes there. But, um, wow. What? Are you going to send the internet into meltdown if you start saying, well, this is what I mean. Shouting the word this is what and retire. This is what I mean. You've just got to clarify everything nowadays, haven't you? Well, funny fact, you have to because even your own personal Instagram can get reported to the ACU. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I can. Okay. Right, anyway, moving on. MXGP. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like Caroli, and Matterley's great for Caroli. He uh, won a moto there at the Nations in 2006 or 250. Good stuff. Yep. He uh, won a world title there in 2013. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Like, it's all, it's, and he's always said it's one of his, if not his favorite track in the world. So, and look at last year. Okay, he got beat by Hurlins. Where was third place? Miles back. Okay. So, yeah, Crowley wins. Okay. Crowley wins. He extends his points lead. And uh, the plot thickens as far as if Herlins does come back. Actually, I guess I shouldn't even say that because the gap will be so big now. Although, <laughs> I do have a tie. I refuse to give up belief. I refuse. I'm still going to just a little bit inside me think so. If it's 200 points, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> you're just really worried, aren't you, that you're not going to be able to interview him this year? Yes. Okay, maybe you should just say that. What interviews they are, though. <laughs> Cracking. <laughs> so, um, looking at the, uh, you know, looking at the Argentina uh, results, I mean, the... the Last the, time we did that, it went well. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, looking at the guys who we expect to be there, um, do we expect Van Horbeek to be there? Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Calm down. Let me explain myself. Okay. Um, I, sa- I said it after Argentina. Look at his past. Always good at the first round. Always good abroad. Blah, 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 blah. Rarely does it continue once it gets back to Europe. So I'm treating this as now like a fresh, kind of like a clean slate. Like, okay, he proved himself in Argentina. Now prove yourself again in a normal race situation in Europe. So what happens if he does prove himself? I'll still be questionable, but I'll maybe expect more podiums. At at what point do you get on the GVH bandwagon? I'm quite um, hard to persuade. I think you know that. No, sh- no shit. <laughs> I think you found that out over the years. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, just need to, I just need to see him do it in a normal European setting because in the past, podiums haven't come. With Yamaha in Europe, that hasn't happened. Okay. Abroad, sure. But we've always seen it. Once he gets back to Europe, things, something changes. And even he admitted that after Argentina, that just because he did well there, it doesn't mean that Masley is going to go great for him. Okay. But do you want to know who I do expect to be there? Tim Geyser. Nope. Okay, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I do expect Tim Geyser to be there. Yeah. Do you want to know who I also expect to be there? All right. Max Anstey. Max Anstey. Yeah. I don't know why, but the more time that passes... Do you have after... a feeling in your pants that Max <laughs> could be there? The more time that passes after Argentina, the more my mind starts thinking like, bloody hell, he actually looked really good. And now I don't know what that means, but I think a podium's easily obtainable yeah but then if you're looking at Argentina like that DeSalle and Paulin were also really good and their results weren't a true representation of how they rode because they crashed in the first turn so maybe this isn't going to be the Corona show so do you think that Max has you know could be that person to take it to Corona this weekend I wouldn't I'd put him as good as Tim Geyser yeah I wouldn't put him miles above Tim Geyser but I think he can be as good in the current state okay I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, from a from a, a fan perspective, um, I look at this weekend and I, you know, it's just got everything written for this just to be an amazing race. When you actually think about, you got people like Desal, Paulan, everybody's healthy coming from Argentina. Um, you know, obviously we're missing February, but you know that group of group of guys. You've got you got Cyril, you know, home GP. You've got Simpson, home GP. You've got. Um, Tonus, who's kind of had a crash, got over the crash. You know that that that's that little trigger in the head's got to be thinking. I, actually, I can. You know, okay, I can go fast. I can crash, and yeah, I'm still still there. I can crash and not break myself. Yeah, exactly. So that that mindset starts to change. So do we see Tonus stepping up again this week? Do we see Paul Ann? Um, you know, the happy Paul Ann. What we've seen. I, I just think this race this weekend is going to be so good. Because it's going to be in Europe. We know that a lot of these riders love this track. And, um, you know, it's, I, I, I think it's a lot more open than, than you've suggested. I think maybe Crowley does go one when I, 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 you know, from, from what I've seen so far this year, he's looking exceptional. But I think it could be closer. I think of the upcoming three GPs, if there's a place where Crowley will get beat, it's Trentino. We know how good he is in the sand. And we know that he loves Matali and his successor over the years. So out of the three upcoming rounds, if he's going to get beat, I think Trentino's a one because as well, Geysers took it to him there before as well. But then in saying that, uh, 2016, Geyser was phenomenal at Matali. Obviously, he didn't go up against Hurlings and he didn't go yeah. up against Fevre. He didn't go up against a healthy Caroli. 
but he did ride unbelievable there. And when but then was, that's, I've said it so many times, that's what I'm waiting to see again. And when he's done his European before at MX2, when he was doing his European races, he was always good at Matterley. Well, he once jumped into the crowd at Matterley and he also exactly. knocked himself out Exactly. How many other people once. do that? <laughs> that is an achievement. There we go. So, um, but yeah, so he's, he's had a bit of a checkered pass there because uh, 2015, actually, the year he won the MX2 title, he knocked himself out in morning warm-up on Sunday and didn't race. And then that year, what, 2012, was it? He jumped into the fans. So he's had a bit... It's up and down. Bit negative, aren't you? No, I'm just saying it's been up and down, but he has been really good there at points in the past. Bit negative. And if he's as good as he was in 2016, then who knows? Yeah. But if you're putting money down, if I'm in Vegas, stood at some kind of betting you've table... you've got a lot of money at the moment. Didn't your bank manager phone you the other day? Uh, and say sure. that uh, you've got a healthy balance. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay, right, crack on. But... um. And you've taken my mind away from what I was saying. No, if you're stood at a table in Vegas about to put some money down. All your money. It's so brave to go against Caroli. Yeah. So brave. Yeah. Especially around Matterley and especially around Vulcanswad. Trentino, I could be swayed maybe. But for now, uh, it's all about the 2-2-2. So do we see um, people like Lieber, Jazagonis, Seaworth, um, even Tixier, Monticelli? Do we, do we see those guys? <laughs> Um, pushing the top five. Well, you've, ju- you've jumped a bit further down the list for someone else to say. Oh, Jesus. Now um, we're doing lists. You've, <laughs> you've, moved down, you've moved down the order quite quickly. Um, I think my greatest three riders who I'll watch maybe closer than anyone else this I, weekend. I forgot this was the Lewis Phillips show. I, I, I thought I was allowed an opinion as well. You are allowed an opinion. When? <laughs> <laughs> I'd just give you my opinion. You said we're not there yet. No, because you're moving past the riders who, are, who we need oh, to talk about. I don't know. Three riders who I watch closer, maybe closer than anyone else this weekend. Max Anstey. Yep. Clement Sale. Yep. And Gautier Paulin. Okay. Because with how good Paulin and Sale were in a second moto in Argentina, if that speed translates when they get a good start, then who knows? Mm-hmm. And I think either of those guys could get on a podium. And obviously Max had a mechanical failure, so we didn't, again, we kind of missed as far as the results column goes, a real look at what he's capable of. Okay. I think those three riders are in the position to take the final step of the podium. It'll be one of those three, which isn't breaking news. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, just a shout out to um, uh, Salazar and Luzardi. They're wow. not going to be riding it Matterley, we found out. Didn't have the budget? Uh, even though the fan <laughs> club tried to get some money together, they're definitely not going to be there. Thanks for breaking that news. It's fine. You had one shot. You just said, when do I get an opinion? You had one, you had one shot on the mic and that's what you came out with. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's fine. I okay. just wanted to, to make people aware of that. But yeah, what? So you moved on to the list of Jazakonis, Searle Simpson, I didn't Jonas know those lists, Sewer. to be honest. No, okay. you, I wasn't shared the list you in, moved, our, in our pre-briefing. You moved, you moved down the order and started talking about guys like... Jazakonis, Cell Simpson, Ooh, Sewer, Jonas, guys, right? Guys like, what, are they in a separate category, category for you? Yes, oh. a, they are from Argentina. They are the 6th through 10th place riders. Uh, so I'd just like to... Anyway, do you want to um, have your say on those guys, considering yeah, you not? were big on that? Well, okay. I'll, I'll just stand there and you just carry on. No, I said, do you want to have your say? The stage is set. Uh, no, no, I'm fine. You, you crack on. The stage is set for you, though. It's not set for me. No, that's fine. You, you, you carry on. When you don't have anything... <laughs> <laughs> when, when you have nothing to say. So. I, I've actually got a lot to say. <laughs> Off you go. What, what, right now? Yes. Okay. 
Well, out, out of that group of riders, I, I do believe, sorry, your list, um, I, do, I do believe Tommy carries on where he left off in Argentina. Well, he keeps calm and carries on. Keeps calm and carries on. I think he's going to be um, in and around the top five. I mean, it's going to be a track which he knows very, very well. The bike's only going to improve. Um, we know that he was testing the race engine um, in Fat Cat for the British Championship. We know that the suspension's dialed. He's really happy with the bike, the chassis, everything about the 2019 Kawasaki. Um, he's super confident at the moment, super happy. I think he is the guy who um, will, will, will push forward this weekend. Define push forward. Like, yeah. Do you think a podium's realistic? I think a podium's realistic, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So much hype at this table right now. Yeah. No, positive. Choo-choo. Positive. The, the Tommy bandwagon is off. But, but there again, I don't think we've seen the best of Jonas and Jazakonis yet. So, and I don't think we're going to see the best of those guys for, for probably, you know, a couple more rounds until they, to, until they sort of, you know, um, up their confidence and, you know, race pace and, and everything else. They're only going to get better for the year. Whether that happens it matterly, I'm not sure. But this is what's so exciting about the MXGP in, in 2019. It really is stacked. I mean, you've got 15 riders there, which are, you could all push for a fifth, sixth place. I think that, uh, I think you're right about Tommy. I think he'll be around the top five, like, right. If you're looking at the list and you say that Caroli, Geyser, DeSalle, Paulin, Anstey are your big five, then he'll probably be a sixth guy. Yeah. As in, like, he'll be on the verge of pushing into that group. I think that's realistic. And uh, you touched on an interesting point there. Well, thank you. Well done. Um, that's the first time I've given you an, uh, a compliment. Yeah, it just takes seven years. Yep. Yeah. Um, Taken, sorry. Take seven years. So, so wow. had quite emotional right now. <laughs> well, mute your mic. <laughs> what if you're going to start crying? Um, Cell had a stock engine or close to in Argentina. You actually just wiped your eyes. Yes. Cell <laughs> um, had a close to a stock engine in Argentina. So obviously has progressed with that since then. Mm-hmm. But then there are lots of guys who are in similar positions. And well, even the guys who didn't come out and say it, like Paulin, all he kept harping on about after the race was, we know, what, we know an issue. We knew an issue coming here and we're going to fix that. We just ran out of time. Well, they've now had time. So... And you've got to presume that people like Caroli, people like DeSalle, who, and people like Geyser, who didn't say that they had work to do, still made gains in this break. So this could really change the face of the championship a little bit. I really do just look at this as round one, because there's been such a long gap since Argentina that it all feels a bit weird. Yeah. Like, like I say, it feels like Argentina was a long time ago, so I'm just kind of ready to get the season started properly now. No, I agree. It's, it's, it's been a very strange start to the year. But it's about to get rolling, three back-to-back GPs. And uh, I don't want to go too far down the list. Okay. But, um, you know, we've got Lupino, who's in great form. He seems to just be getting better um, with every race. He uh, won the Italian Championship on Sunday. There we go. At Signoli. Okay, thanks for that. <laughs> Little stat there from Stat Boy. Um, we've got Lieber. We do have Lieber. Yeah. Lieber ex- was better in Argentina than people give him credit for. Yeah, and I expect him to do very well at Matali as well. I feel like uh, people were saying Argentina was a track that suited riders who hang it out, happy to do that, like just hang off the back, pin the throttle, and hope for the best. I feel like Matali is not exactly the same, but it's similar in a way. Like, it's typically quite fast. It is quite technical. It can be. 
but it is fast. There's big jumps. So there is an element of just hang it out and hope for the best. So I feel like guys like Lieber again, and where, Jacoby can do very well. And where do we see um, coming into this race? Coldenhoff's going to have another couple of weeks, you know, to, to get himself towards where he wants to be. Yeah, Coldenhoff's just like Coldenhoff's in his own little world at the moment. We're just going to leave him be. Yep. He's in his little crash. Yep. Just leaving him, we're leaving him off to the side doing his thing. He's working. He's building, building something up. And then in about a month and a half, we're going to go check on him. Yep. See how he's getting on because we'd expect him to have made gains. But right now, he's just there doing his thing. You don't, and, you don't expect any gains this weekend? No. And he doesn't either. Okay. It's, it's going to take, it's going to take time. Okay. He's, he's far behind the eight ball. Okay. Far behind the eight ball. And just to put that into perspective, I believe he actually got beaten by uh, Nicholas Orbin, Gregory Aranda, and... Hey, nothing wrong getting beaten by Nico Orbin. Great Jordi Tixier in the French Championship on Sunday. Okay. I, I think something happened to him in the second moto. I can't remember, but he went 2-4 yeah. on a day. So. Congrats, Nico Orbin, for the win. Yeah, he won the overall. Yeah. Uh, Jordi Tixier went... I don't know what he finished in the first race, but he crashed very hard in the first turn. Interesting. The, uh, that whole series is sponsored by 24 Max. They're everywhere. Making motocross affordable, I heard. Making motocross affordable. I like that. Yeah, you stole that from me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Hence why um, you like it. Yeah. Uh, bogus. Oh, bogus. <laughs> oh, bogus. Watch yourself. You've already got into trouble with uh, HRC. I actually haven't, but... Uh, okay. Bogus. We're going to give him time? Yep. Not as much time as cold enough. Okay. By the end of this free race run, I yep. want to see something. Now, okay. I don't want to see a result because I understand that might take a little while. Right. Show me... The money. F- show me a fast time in free practice. Yep. Show me a seventh place start and then half a race of running inside the top 10. Show me something. Now, Matali, I don't think is necessarily a place for him, so I don't expect much more. But Valkenswald, yeah, I would... Bump my expectations. He's going to feel slightly. the pressure from you in Valkenswald. He he might do. He might do. But yeah. uh, I think we have got to give him time. Okay. I, it, maybe not because again he has had a whole off season and has supposedly been healthy. But he knows the clock's ticking. I think it, I'm pretty sure his contract's up this year, so he knows that uh, time is of the essence. Do we see a vast improvement from Butron this weekend? Because Boutron, oh, I hope so. Because <laughs> Butron has won in MX2. I feel, like that, I feel like you've bust that stat out every single podcast so far. Really? Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. You're like the Boutron stat yeah, man. I'm here every week. Yeah. yeah. Got anything more about Boutron to add, like stats-wise? Spanish. <laughs> wow. Yep. Number 17 rides an orange bike. Yep. Um, he likes a KTM. Well, whether we see a vast improvement or not, he needs to. Okay. Wow. Simple as that. Like, Argentina was not good. That was covered in the previous episode. But, yeah. Uh, do I say it? I can't get much worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That was a joke. We're all having a good time. We're not. The mic is hot. But yep. no, Argentina wasn't great. No. Matali will be better for him. That track is much better for him. Surface, jumpy, all of that, much better for him. He should be better, and I expect him to leapfrog cold enough maybe even bogus if let's just say if but Argentina wasn't good let's get out of there okay so if that doesn't happen at what point do we press the panic button okay so this is something that we touched on in the previous podcast and it's worth talking about again now 
I think that Argentina looked especially bad for him. There wasn't that 20 to 30 group of riders who were typically pushing for points. So you had Bogers, factory HRC rider, Koldenoff, uh, GP winner, Ven Butron, Ven Argentine riders. So there was no Who's one. To, there was no one for him to surround himself around to kind of put himself in a like. Okay, say that Strybos was racing in Argentina. It's fair to say that he would have been around Butron. No, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know. I think I might be underselling Strybos a bit there. But okay, for for my debate, let's just say Strybos was around Butron. That instantly makes his finish look better. The fact is, he didn't have the competition at his tier to make it look like he was in a race it kind of because effectively he was just riding around by himself because you had the group in front and you had the group behind and people in his level weren't there so i'm not sure what conclusion of that point is but i, I don't know but no. i'm just letting you run with it <laughs> no but um yeah. i think i uh, think from this point on it looks better even if it isn't better because <laughs> that's what i'm getting at but no i think he yeah. improves because matley's going to be good for him vulcan squad <laughs> but um matley should be okay and that positive um, an- <laughs> announcement was brought to you by 24MX, who have a 10 campaign for uh, 59.99. 59.99? Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's 59. positive. 59.99? 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59.99. 59
to put, the boots. To put everything into this job. Someone's got to post the German uh, the uh, French championship results. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should announce that the French championship's on. What? Did you actually announce that the French championship was on? Yeah. Hmm. Not sure what you're getting at. Well, I'm just saying. Maybe you're just doing half a job. Maybe I need to go back and check. Okay, you go back and check. Um, okay, you're having Wednesday off anyway. Huh? You're having Wednesday off anyway, aren't you? Am I? Yeah, you're just going out to watch some riders get around the track. Oh, what, you mean the MX5 project? Oh, yeah, yeah, which is a video project and you don't do video. Uh, there will be interviews involved. There's only some of us within the crew who have got video. There will be interviews involved. Okay. And I'm the interview guy. Right. Because we saw from your Tommy could, podcast. Did you not on get a, those videos on a Friday? We saw your, uh, Tom, from your Tommy podcast on the previous show that you are not the interview guy. Well, interesting you stay, say that because according to iTunes um, stats, it seems that everybody forwarded past your crap, what you said, got to the Tommy Sorrell uh, interview, uh, listened to that, and then just popped off the rest of the show. So. I'm just going with data, and data doesn't lie. I'm not sure. I feel like you might have actually got that stat. I don't know. Oh. I'm just really good at lying. Um, Battering me today. Yeah. Someone's got to. Keep on your toes. Uh, Flandering. How the hell did we get from Tom Vial to that? Because we can. Keep up. Yeah, but like, that was a... Well, you've just kind of poo-pooed my whole Tom Vial thing, because as usual, you just go, Tom Vial, fast out the gate, he's French, <laughs> hard pack, Matt, he's like, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. So that's it, done. No? Yes. I didn't talk, we didn't talk about what he could potentially do. Rob can rewind it. Rob's <laughs> shaking his head. We haven't got what... We didn't find out what he can... Potent, we didn't talk about what he could potentially do. I who, just... Who, Vial? Yeah. Okay, I, what I just he merely, do? I just merely built on your point saying that he's going to get good starts. Well, again, I was filling in the blanks because you basically said that uh, he's going to get fast, uh, fast start. He's, he's French. Matt Lee's kind of very French track orientated, blah, 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 blah. So where before in Argentina... He went back a little bit. Yeah, fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. So in Matali, because the conditions are a lot more uh, for what he likes. So we're expecting him to not fall back a little bit more. So we've kind of just branded that one off. Actually, you put words in my mouth there because that's not what I expect at all. Exactly. I'm filling the blanks with people saying, go forward past your bubble or waffle. No, I'm saying you've got it wrong. That's not what I think at all. I think it'll be similar to Argentina. I don't think he's podium or top five. You don't? No. What do you expect then? Because you've got like you're just shocked now. You've, you went so presumptuous on what I was saying. I like, did. Your world is rocked on what actually has come of this. Uh, Prado, Olsen, Watson, Vlander, and Jacoby. How's he beating any of those riders? Well, uh, Mitch Evans. Mitch Evans. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've seen in the first, what, 15 minutes of the race? He is impressive. That he was on that pace. I don't know. I'm not there. When was, when was Argentina? Was it January? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. I don't know why. Like, I, okay, he's good. He's impressed me. I didn't expect him to be this good. I didn't expect him to be this good. Like, not by a long shot. No. I don't think we see him in a top three for a while, though. And I think that's fair. I don't think, I don't think anyone would expect to see him in a top three for a while. It's not like he was Prado coming up. Do you know what I'm going to do on Friday? I'm going to get Rob to get me snippets of every time <laughs> you put that in a rider. And then just for fun, I'm going to play it back to all these riders just so they like use it as a motivational tape. I'm going to call it like the Lewis Phillips motivational um, tape. Tom Vial doesn't speak English as far as I know. So well, like that's that. fine. I can get translated <laughs> to, to French. What do you expect Tom Vial to do, James? Gemma Pell James. What do you expect Tom Vial to do, Collage James? Two? Uh, I think he's going to be um, five to seven. You just said that you don't expect him to drop back as much as Argentina. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, actually, I guess he went seven, eight at Argentina, so that isn't quite as bad. No, I'll say five to seven's fair. Sixth oh. place. Oh, you're agreeing with me? Yeah. Okay. Sixth place. Why don't you just say that? I agree with you. I agree with you. It's really hard, isn't it, for you to say that? <laughs> Sixth place. Fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. But then again, like you look at the riders he's got to beat to get to sixth place. Gertz should be better this time. Muse should be better. Muse, yeah, you forget about it. Vassen, he should move up. I would ask Conrad what he thinks, but Steric. he's not here. You, you haven't actually um, talked about that yet. No, so Conrad um, was coming in this morning, and, um, and he was okay and it's all good, and then I've not been able to reach him. <laughs> he's only like eight miles away, I think. I don't know where we went wrong. I think they're riding, to be fair. Yeah, probably. He's probably just like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's a shit show anyway. And he probably didn't like you. Wow, that escalated so, quickly. Yeah. Really got out of control fast. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I think I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. It's a shit show, and you just <laughs> put all the riders down. I'm, I'm actually, actually the good guy here. I've been very... Apart I, from Rob. You say this every time. I'm bloody, bloody very positive. When? I've said that Karoli is going to win a lot. you actually play the show back? <laughs> I've said that Paul Indersal should be better. I've said that Anstey can podium. I've said that Guys has been phenomenal at Matterley. Uh, I, I just look forward to the talks I have with manufacturers after, at Matterley. <laughs> Don't, because what you do is you make the show halfway through the show and then I'm too scared to talk for the rest of it. <laughs> no, right. So, come on then. Well, see, so you've shook me now. Oh, I'm sorry. That little break was brought to you by... <laughs> um, Watson. Watson. He was good last year. Starts sucked. Yeah. But from that point on, he was flying. And he was flying. Like, if he can somehow bottle up that speed and bring it this weekend with a good start, like a top five start, then we may have something. Okay. He should be on a podium this weekend. Don't know about win. He's going to win eventually, but I yeah. wouldn't rule it out. Okay. I was actually thinking about this over the weekend. You say uh, Watson, Vlandering, Olsen, they need a good start. Like, yeah. top five. You'd say that's a good start? Yeah. Would you say top 10's a good start? or not? No. Five? No, okay, top five? Yeah. Okay, so either of those riders starts fifth. You say that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong there. They don't need to go away and work on starts, do they? They no. start top five. Well, in this weird world, Prado's always going to hold shot. Is that weird or yeah. weird? In this weird world, okay. Prado's going to hold shot. Yeah. So then that makes a fifth place start if you're trying to beat that guy. Not very good. No. So it's like you look at it and you're like, that's a good start. And it's like, well... It's not. No, like, yeah, okay, in a standard game of life, that's a good start. But, but in uh, this... <laughs> game of life? <laughs> what the hell? In a standard race... In a standard race... This a, is MX2 a, race without Prado or, That's a good start. Yeah, that would always... Yeah. In all walks of life, that would be life. considered a good start. But when Prado's out front already, that isn't going to cut it. So then it's like, what do you consider a good start for these guys now? A whole shot? Because then the bar's very high. So like, it's, a we- it's a weird world. It's a weird world. Weird, weird, really weird. Yeah. Weird. Like, it's odd when you look at it that way, because like, I think I said it to Vlandering after uh, Argentina, like, oh, you need to work on starts. And he was like, well, I was top five both times. And I was like, it's a good point. But then equally, by the time you... Okay, he didn't get up to second, but if you're in that situation and you go to second, yeah. by the time you get there, Prado's already gone. Yeah. In most instances. Okay. Interesting. Do, do you want to do this by lists, or am I allowed to go on to, like, down the list? Um, can I just touch on one thing first? I actually have a question for you. Oh, okay. Um, second place, mm-hmm. presuming Prado wins. Yeah. Who have you got? Olsen. Okay. Yeah. Olsen and 
Well, it's, it's tight at the top because... Here's a fun fact. Game. Game. Okay. Game. How many points did Olsen score at Matoey last year? Uh, I'm going to go 34. Zero. Okay. That you was quite far off. That was bad. <laughs> Was, it's a new year it was not a good day it's a new year <laughs> that was a bad day yeah I think he scored zero anyway well you should probably check that before you say <laughs> I always question myself after yeah. I uh, come out with stats like that but. I mean you have got that group behind obviously you know Prado who's going to get the starts let's face it it's, it's going to be who's going to chase him down and then, and that the guys which are, are going to be chasing him down are the Flanderans are Olsen are Jacoby you know our Gertz, I expect Gertz to be there. You know, Watson, Sterry. It really, second place is anybody's. Well, this is actually an interesting point to bring up there. Because Vial, Red Bull KGM's Tom Vial, could be the greatest help to Vlandrin, Olsen and Watson. Because if Vial gets a hold shot and, and can Prado hold up. Prado up long enough, yeah. that could help these guys. And that, that is interesting. Do you think... That's a conversation which has come up to Smats or... Not at this point. No? No. Not but do you think point. he's seen that? Do you think he's seen that actually that, that could be the, the weakness in the, in the armor? It's, like, no, it's only a race by race thing. Okay. Like, it's not a season thing. Okay. It, it's going to happen once in a blue moon. It's not going to happen every single week. But it is interesting because if Vial gets a whole shot, who knows? Yeah. If he can just keep Prado at bay long enough for Watson, Olsen and Vlander to get there then that could be something. Yeah. Cool. So you think Olsen's in for second place? Well, you kind of poo-pooed that with a zero points. No, he had two mechanical failures. I was oh, just okay. testing your knowledge here. His bike went bang well, twice. I don't think we need to test my, my, my knowledge because we all know that my knowledge is <laughs> Yeah, but it's a fun game. <laughs> I enjoy playing games like that. Um, yeah, what? Make him yeah, an idiot. That won't happen again, obviously, and he'll be good. Okay. I think, uh, not that you asked me, <laughs> Yeah. but uh, I think for second, oh, it's, it's tough. I literally, I, I just want to put Olsen, Vlandrin and Watson all second place because how do you separate them? One, one question. Where are we with Beaton? Have you heard any more news about Beaton? I, I presume he'll be Mantova. He's not started riding yet, so... Okay. That, that effectively eliminates this free race run. Okay. And then obviously that month, that off-season that we have between rounds four and five is going to be give him enough time to... Recover. Yeah. We say that Matali's like round one. Mantova's going to be like round one. For a lot of riders. We're going to have to do like a season preview before that one <laughs> nah it's, it's, it's an interesting point Blandrin was good at Matterley last year worth bearing in mind Blandrin was yep okay so where do you expect Blandrin to be this weekend Watson Olsen Blandrin will be second third fourth I just can't decide on what order okay I could see like Watson going 2-4 Blandrin going 4-2 and Olsen going 3-3 three, three. like that's how close I see them all being starts are going to depend a lot especially around Matterley in the dry because that's kind of the way it's gone in recent years. You don't really see people, aside from Watson, moving up through the field last year after poor starts. You don't really see people coming from, say, eighth to win. So you're not seeing Garrett Sterry and um, uh, Jacoby in that oh, mix. It's quite good, isn't it? It's quite good. <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. So what did you say there? I know Gertz? I keep saying it, but MXGP and MX2 this year is packed. I think I, said, I had this theory before... Hurlins got injured. I said that MXGP and MX2 is going to be amazing. You just have to ignore the battles for first because that's taken care of. But from second on, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I kind of replace Hurlings with Caroli and I'm kind of that way now. But yeah, uh, yeah what were the names you mentioned? Gert, Sterry, and Jacoby. 
you know Jacoby, the, the German guy. Yeah, I'm he's, just he's thinking. Quite fast. I'm just thinking. Yeah, it's tough because okay, it's tough. Well, it's, it's not just those guys. It's Pooch Hess. Yeah, you got. Well, we haven't even said Mitch Evans, Basson, Evans, the poor guy, Trevlin. Trevlin, sorry. Is that actually how you say? Warami. <laughs> you just wanted to say that, didn't you? <laughs> And and we've not even um, said about Dylan Walsh. Do you see what I mean? My head hurts. Yeah. The, right. The top 10 is stacked. Let's try and make sense of this then. So I consider Olsen, Vlander and Watson to be that next group behind Prado. Yeah. If if Jacoby, Gertz... Sterry. Sterry beat either of those three, I consider that a surprise. Really? Yes. <laughs> I see. I, 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 I don't agree with you. Really? Yeah, I don't agree. Okay, with you. Gertz on certain weekends, Sand, Keggums, well, etc. We we seen flashes of Gertz last year, right away before he, he broke his collarbone. He was awesome. He was so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, Actually, because I'm fully bought into that. Yeah, and and Sterry and Jacoby of this year, they're in their last year of of MX two. They're the two oldest in the class. And, That's weird to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and those guys have been battling with you know Watson and. In the rest of the riders over the last, you know, the end of part of last year. And I mean, you can't forget what Jacoby was doing last year. Wait, yeah, but Jacoby only had one podium last year. Still a podium. Yeah, but he went like 210. <laughs> but from the races that we've seen, it's not, okay, let's forget the finished results, but he was there or thereabouts in a lot of races. Yeah, and I expect him to be there or thereabouts. But this is what I'm saying. It's like, but I, I don't I, think that there or thereabouts equals beating Olsen, Blander, and yeah. Watson. But you, you've got both of those riders who, under Deruva, under FNH, are way, way more prepared now. Mentally, physically, um, you know. And I, I do think that they, they, will, uh, they, will, they will be a force this year. I agree. And I think I'd put Jacoby fifth overall. Okay. I just can't see him beating Olsen, Watson, Blandering. This is what I love. I can't wait for someone to do it. To prove you wrong. No, and they're good new, obviously. Because it's not going to work out that way for the entire season. But for the time being, I feel like Jacoby is a fifth place rider. Okay. But actually, you know what? Scrap that. I've got you thinking now. I can actually, tell no. Yeah, I was no. just going to say, I'll put him in that Olsen, Watson, Blander group, but I can't yet. I would. Show me. Show I would. me. Really? Yeah. Not I'm yet. There. He's right there. Like he's literally, he's, he's, at, he's bought a ticket and he's about to jump onto that bus, but not yet. Not yet. He'll be fifth. Okay, and what about Dylan Walsh? I, ex- I have high hopes. I don't know what those hopes equal to because Argentina wasn't good. Did you know that Dylan Walsh was uh, riding over in America? Yes. Uh, MTF. Yeah. yeah. So he rode there for an like, amateur program. Yeah. 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 Intra- His background's really interesting. Really interesting because um, I was speaking to Roger Larson in a week from seven and he was mentioning about the support what he's given uh, the Revo team and Dylan Walsh and one of the reasons why it all sort of came together was because he was working with Dylan Walsh in the amateur ranks in America oh I'm presuming that would have been for seven. Oh, for seven yeah actually I guess seven has been around that long now hasn't it yeah gee that's weird to think yeah I still think of seven as quite yeah. a new brand but what 2013 yeah that's, yeah, that's quite a long time ago yeah so but, yeah um, he was he was, like said it loads he was really disappointed after Argentina and I think everyone else expected more. So I think he should 
realistically be in the top 10 this weekend. I think that's a good starting point after Argentina. How do you think he felt from going from Argentina to um, Fat Cat? So, um, yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> he should be in the top 10 most weeks. And I think that's a good place for him to be. At least he's not going to contend with the British weather. And I think that he can go. I think that he can go further than top ten. But obviously, it's a step. It's a building process right now. And uh, top ten is a good place to start. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him top five by the end of the year. And you know what? Actually, no. Uh, podium, maybe. Who knows? Okay. So um, because I keep set dropping um, uh, back hats and the weather, uh, we did see good rise from Vassen and Muse from the yes. British Championship. So do we see that? Uh, confidence from taking that win like you suggested a win's a win at the end of the day yeah so do we see um, Vassen taking that newfound confidence into uh, Mass Leaders weekend Vassen said as much after the race as well he said like it's always good to win a race I just need starts yeah I think you'll agree that in Argentina it just seemed like Muse and Vassen were just constantly pushing forward from the back yeah so give them both top six starts and who knows like I say, I've always been waiting for Vassen, I yeah. believe. And I saw this vision that I've had of Vassen doing well. I saw it in Fat Cat because I saw the flashes yeah. of speed and potential. So is that kind of, are they looking for bike improvements to get out of the start a little bit quick or is it down to them? Not as far as I know. I think, well, I, it's too early to draw conclusions like that. Like, it's... Because, again, at Matterley, at, at Fat Cat, they did get a start. Yeah. And it, we've only got, it was just Argentina to go. And it's a flyaway. Like, let's see how they do this weekend as far as starts go. Muse oh. did get starts last year, so. But we could see a vast improvement from both riders. I would expect so. Excellent. Excellent. Good. <laughs> no, from what we know. Glad I we cleared that one up. Yeah. No, from <laughs> what, I think they'll be uh, strong and better. Okay. So we, we've kind of talked and brushed um, past him because um, we're saying, well, you kind of maybe said one hit wonder. What? No, putting words in my mouth again. You are, you are you, secretly, you're just over there trying to destroy me, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Where did you get that from? I did not say that. I said we had one race to go off of. I don't have data. Give me data See, to work on. You know who I'm on about. I haven't even mentioned his name, but you know. Yeah, because we have skipped over him and it's exactly. been wrong with us. Mitch Evans. Yes. I expect him to be very, very good at Matty. Matty should be good for him. Yeah. You'd, you'd expect it to be better for him than... Um, Argentina. 100%. Where so, does that put him though? Like, oh, it's tough. But he's already proved to you that he can podium. Yeah. He's already showed but you. No one's going to podium every week. How do you know? He could be the first person. Watson was what? Seventh overall, eighth overall in Argentina and could quite easily podium this weekend. Yeah. And equally, Evans was podium in Argentina and can quite easily finish eighth overall. True. Um, this weekend. Such a good class. It is. It is generally interesting because there's so many that you've got the norm. Yeah. On, I, I think, you know, uh, we want to see as many people there at the British GP this week because you guys have to experience what we've seen in Argentina. And it really is 50 guys just trying to get in the top five. It, it is really crazy. Like, as a fan, you will not be disappointed with, with MXGP and MX2 this year because the racing, like Lewis said, the racing, if first goes, the racing from second to 15th is awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, this has actually made me more excited than I was this morning. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you are the hype man. <laughs> you, you know what? You're such a positive guy. I know. So positive. Yeah. All the time. All the time. 
Yeah. Just ray of little ray of sunshine, isn't you? Yeah. But building on what we said about MX2, right? This puts it into this puts it into perspective. Ooh, fun. Um, right. So outside of a top ten in Argentina, you had Muse, Vassen, Servalin, Usland, Walsh, Gustavo Pessoa, Sanai, Vandonic, Vandonic, and Boirami, and Renault, and Laranaga, who's not going to be in Matali, but for point, all of those riders. If you told me they'd finish top ten, I'd go. They're top. They're good enough. Yeah, like it's crazy, and the fact is, those riders are going to start to disrupt the norm of Olsen, Blander, and Watson. Yeah, at points, and it's always going to be a shock, and that's what we want. I, I cheer for stories. I don't really care. Like, I'm not cheering for riders, but I'm cheering for the next interesting story that makes me think. And MX2 has that in an abundance. Yeah, but I, I think we've seen that in previous years with people like Jacoby and people like Lieber. You know. In MX2. So I, I, I kind of see that happening again this year. I, I can't, I, but who is going to be the Jacoby? Who are going to be the people who are going to come in and disrupt? Is Jacoby the Jacoby? Jacoby might. Is Jacoby, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I feel like Jacoby is for Jacoby again. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I was, I wasn't that sold on him after yeah. last year. And he has improved again. But there again, Mitch Sterry? Evans. Evans and Sterry. Because Evans is just coming from nowhere. Evans. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, part of me wants to buy as much stock as possible and part of me is just scared. No, I'm, I'm in. He's a top 10 guy. I'm in. All the time. Top 10 guy all the time. Stamp that. Yeah. I just don't know how far he can go. Yeah, maybe she listens to my podcast. I wouldn't put myself through that, no. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, either way, we're looking at some good racing this weekend. Get excited. Get amped. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be amazing. As you can tell by my really monotone <laughs> statement there. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think everything is set up for a cracking first European uh, Mercross event. And on, I that note, so. on that note, I'm going to go and celebrate with a cup of tea because <laughs> I can. So we'll be back in five. Yeah, MX5 For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at motocrossvice on Twitter, and search mxvice on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. BMX Yes. Last part of the show, our favorite part of the show. Your favorite part. Yeah, we're done. I don't want it to end. I do. I think a lot of people do as well. You just want it all to end. Everything. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that, am I? Actually, that joke doesn't make sense to people. It doesn't make last sense. Last week's podcast never went out. Last week's podcast no, was don't possibly... Don't explain a joke. That's the reason why I didn't go out. Okay. But people, la- people were smart enough to put pieces of the puzzle together. Okay. But last week's podcast was a beauty. But I was told that I was even worse than the week before. It was a train wreck. Yeah. It was a train wreck. I basically didn't say anything for an hour and a half. Yeah. It, it was... Hence why I didn't go out, because James got on his soapbox and then... <laughs> the great thing was, though, is I actually cancelled my therapy last week. Because I managed to get it all out in the podcast. Yeah, that's pretty normal at MX Vice. You take everything out on me. Yeah. Uh, No, I don't. No, I don't. Maybe a little. Anyway, so something cool is happening over on 24MX Instagram page. Cool. So they've got a uh, competition to win uh, a signed Tony Caroli aero helmet. Really? Yes. Don't, really? act, don't act surprised. You've seen. <laughs> I'm not sure what how uh, but, as a co-host. I'm not sure what my reaction. If I should fi- act like this is new information. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a it's a pretty cool price. Now, as far as a memorabilia goes, 
Yeah, but I think you can, and especially if he goes on to win his 10th world title, to say you have something from that season is yeah. next level. Or you can even say that I touched Tony's helmet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't... Oh, no. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know why you're here. No, why are you I, here? I don't even know why that, is not what, that is not what you were hired for this podcast for. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so over on 24Max Instagram at the moment, you have the chance to win Tony Crowley's signed helmet. Which is free to enter, obviously. Pretty cool. Um, at 24Max on Instagram. Oh. Actually, I did see a funny thing in the week. Was, Go on. <laughs> well, uh, I seen that somebody actually messaged um, 24Max on Facebook to ask them what their website was. It's a valid question. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have gone with it having a 2 and a 4 in there. Maybe at MNX. 24Max.com. Well, I, probably I would have gone with that one. But who knows? 24Max.com. Yeah. Making motocross affordable. There we go. Uh, Sponsors on this show properly, you see. We've got like little taglines and everything. This is what you well, call progress. Actually, talking about progress, we've actually got a couple of new sponsors coming on uh, next week. Really? Yeah. This is actually brand I, new information. Yeah, I can announce this, actually. We've got um, X-Trick, Triple Clamps. Oh. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty pleased with that one. But, Great work. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I try my best for, for everyone involved. Um, and also, we've got Recluse. Oh, I know. Great two, work. Two great <laughs> brands coming on board. So, um, cool brands as well. Yeah, cool brands. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm glad you approve. We've got premium brands involved yeah. in the show then across the board. Yeah. 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 Two, two great brands. So, three, um, three great brands. Yes. So, um, they're, they're com- going to be coming on next week's show. Awesome. So, uh, so our adverts are going to be slightly longer or? New adverts, and plus we should be doing some competition prizes. Oh, that's good then. So, um, yeah, loads of cool stuff with those guys planned this year. So, uh, interestingly, anybody can advertise on, on the MX Vice podcast. Uh, you do need to contact uh, info at mxvice.com if you do want to advertise on the podcast show, along with the website and uh, videos and everything else. It's We have everything. Well, MX yeah. Vice, we do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, actually, I, I, I because obviously people still advertise on, on, the, uh, on the website and stuff. Even though we're owned by 24MX, that, that doesn't mean... Yeah, it doesn't stop. doesn't stop the whole advertising. You can thing. share the love. Yeah. As soon as we're doing plugs, I think we should plug uh, MXY's YouTube. Ooh. Because the Argentina edit, which I had nothing to do with and you had nothing to do with, hence why it's so good, yeah. um, is on 70,000 views at the moment. So if you're not one of the 70,000 who's viewed it, you should probably get involved. That's crazy. So an extra 30,000 views over the weekend. Yeah. So if, you, yeah, if you're not one of the 70,000, then don't miss out. Well, and we just reached uh, over 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, so that's even moving now. So we've got yeah. iTunes. Spotify will be set up by the time this podcast goes out. You said that last week. I'm, I'm working on that. I'm work- <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, moving forward. But if there's anything you'd like to see on MX Vice, get in contact because we're constantly looking to push for boundaries. Cool. So on that note, over on 24Max, you can win uh, Tony Crowley's signed helmet. Yep. Over here. Over here. <laughs> over here. We have two tickets for the British GP this weekend at Matley Basin uh, for grabs. All you have to do is literally put a review on iTunes. If you want to put in that review that I'm great and Lewis is not so great. One and stars are accepted. So that's, that's fine, yeah. And, and it's not like, oh, leave us five stars, you know, because... We want great. honest feedback. We say yeah. it every week, but if we need one honest star, feedback. And it's, it's a one star, and, you know, 
I can only carry Lewis for so long. And if you're going to give it a one star, then that's up to you. You know, I'm not going to hold you to that. So it's just how it is. He likes to think that he carries me. Yeah, I do. Um, so yeah, two tickets up for grabs from, for the British GP uh, this weekend. All you have to do is just go over to iTunes and uh, review, review the show for us. So we got one more competition. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I'm going to do that after Twitter questions. Oh, you want to do Twitter questions? Well, we, were, we did do Twitter questions last week. We answered them, but you <laughs> wouldn't let the podcast air. No. So, so we're going to have to redo the Twitter questions this week. And obviously, I've had to uh, take some out because this is an MXGP preview show. Also, some are quite controversial. So <laughs> we've cleaned this up a bit. And if your question mm. isn't in there, it was. It probably was in there last week. Yeah. But that didn't go well. And the great thing is, is this week, we're not going to be telling the truth. Because last week oh, wow. we told the truth and that got us into trouble. Oh, wow. Moving swiftly on to the Twitter questions. I feel like this needs like a jingle or something, but fair enough. Right. First, from, first question is from, nice and easy name here, Andrew M152190336. I like that. That's got a ring to it. Yeah. yeah. Catchy. Yeah. Hey, hey, what's your name? I'm Janet. Oh, hi, Janet. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, how, how can I contact you on, on Twitter? Oh, yeah, it's just Andrew159638. <laughs> 46932MC. <laughs> Should we get on to his question? Yeah, cool. Yeah, let's crack on. Uh, can you discuss the change of date for the British GP? Surely it makes sense to have it in June slash July. No, you're like wrong. Wrong, years. wrong, wrong. Next. He said discuss. That wasn't much of a discussion. Okay, I'm only saying wrong because oh. this, the weather's good. Well, if it was raining this week and um, there was only going to be three people turning up, then it would all be wrong. It's, uh, it's obviously easier to answer now because we have the weather forecast and it's pretty much certain that there'll be no be awesome. rain. 15 I, degrees, sunny, light winds. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. Tickets, I've already spoken to the organizers. Ticket sales are up on, on last year. We're going to have really good weather. It's going to be a cracking weekend. Obviously, it is always going to be a risk. And just because this year is a success doesn't mean that next year's won't be a washout. But sometimes if you want to make positive changes and push the boundaries of what you were doing before, you have to roll the dice. And fortunately for all involved, it's worked out this time. Yeah. Good things happen to good people. Yes. And all involved with the British GP are good people simply because they give us a GP. Because without them, who knows? That's a scary thought. Well, interesting you say that because uh, our budget would be a, have to be a lot more because if there's no British GP, we actually save money this weekend because we haven't got a flight. Yep. Or a rental car. A rental car. And one less night in a hotel. One less night in a hotel. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it positive. Everybody. Who, like, who knows if it'll stick around? Hopefully it does because having the first European GP of the season is always exciting and special and just feels a bit different to a normal mid-season round. Yeah, and, uh, it's nice for British fans to have that. For me, I think it's a real shame that Steve couldn't manage to get on the show because some of the stories he comes up with or comes out with from previous GPs, I mean, the, the things which he has to go through, I mean, people burning toilets, burning mattresses, burning vans, caravans. Because um, why wouldn't you do that? People wandering around the um, dual carriageway bollock naked, I think was one of them. Why so, wouldn't you do that? I mean, it's just obvious, isn't it? Like, so... You know, the guy has to contend with so much just to put on a British GP. And that's for people who just want to go and watch a racing. So, um, 
you know, I, I've been one of those guys. I, I like to go to America and live a little bit loose and have a few drinks and, you know, stay in a hotel where there's a wedding and watch a fight uh, break out between the bridesmaids. And then everybody gets arrested, including me and my cousin. Oh, that We've was a true story. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. You know, we, we like to go away, have a few drinks. This is a British GP or the nations, whatever. Um, these things happen. And, you know, sometimes you do wander down a dual carriageway naked, not knowing where you are. That discussion about the change of date went somewhere you didn't expect, eh, Andrew? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you get for having a city username. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I think it's, it's good. It's good. And it's going to work out well. And even actually, on a completely different note, uh, Holland and Belgium have been battered by terrible weather recently. Hence why the opening round of the Dutch Masters was cancelled. Don't forget China. And uh, that's not really on my point. Okay. And... It's all coming around because up until this week, England was being battered by rain. It's worked out for the GP. Same in Holland at the moment. I looked at the weather forecast for Volkenswaard and it looks like it's going to be perfect for that weekend as well and in the week run up to it. So MXGP are having a nice little run with the weather this year yeah. as it goes. Here's a little uh, tip for anybody who's looking to go to Volkenswaard. Try Centre Parks. Oh, Centre Parks. What a place to Have stay a for a Take GP. Take the family. It's great. You're take... walking distance from the track. Yeah, literally take the family. Kids can... Cheap as well. Cheaper than you'd think. Yeah. That's way cheaper in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Cheaper than a normal hotel in Eindhoven or something. Yeah, we have a great time there. So we don't, we don't like relax or do anything. Or... But it's just a nice place to stay. Yeah. Uh, just because obviously our bosses are going to be listening. Uh, we don't actually go there and have a vacation. We just go there and use their facilities. It's convenient. Like you're yes. so close to the track. So you get an extra half an hour in bed. Cheaper than a hotel. Cheaper than a hotel by quite a way. Yeah. Everyone piles into one building. It's all good. Yep. All positive. And the sauna is a requirement. Because obviously the walk-in with our legs, so we do need the sauna. That conversation about a change of date went a different direction to what you thought, eh, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like we've given Andrew a lot of answers there that yeah. he didn't want, but he's got answers. So yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm, you know, as you probably t- can tell from this uh, podcast show, you know, we need we need this British GP. We need people to go out and support it. Without Steve and and, and people like Steve, you know, we'd be left with. With no GP in this country. And we've we had that not too long ago and it didn't really make anyone happy. So it hurt. It did. Right, next question. Uh moving on, we have a question from at Chris United93 on Twitter. Okay, that's about you, isn't he? Long question. Long question. But oh, okay. a pod. With the form of Brits in Argentina, do you think, barring injuries and illnesses, we could have a couple of podium finishes at Matterley? Likely Watson and Sterry more than the MXGP boys, or could we get a Sell Anstey 2 3 after a likely Caroli win? I like that question. Yeah, I like that. I question. like people that put a lot of effort into their questions. Like, he's, he's basically become a co host with that question. Well, probably better than me. Well, you're a host, so. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, you're not a co host. Well, he's definitely better than the co host, then. I can't disagree. Yeah. Do you want to take that? Yeah, I, I think we, we kind of mentioned it at the start of the show. I do believe we see. Um, Watson or Sterry or, or even Muse on, on the podium this weekend I wouldn't rule out Muse on the podium and if really yeah if Conrad was here on this podcast show you wouldn't right next rule him out us, for the world championship <laughs> I would actually say that to him as well I'd give him a little massage on the shoulders whisper in his ear you can do it you'd tell him that if he was it. here just to please him you'd tell him that he could win MX2 and MXGP on the same day yeah yeah but um, uh, no but Cyril so and Anstey are looking very good for a podium this weekend, and I wouldn't rule out Sean Simpson as well. Do you agree with what he said that MX2 is more likely than MXGP? No. Really? No. no. I think Anstey's got a great chance of a podium this weekend. 
I guess Anthony probably does have just as good a chance as Watson. Well, he's already been there, done it at the Nations. I know it's not, not as wet. You're one of those conditions. people. <laughs> I am one of those people, yeah. I'm a believer. Oh, don't. I mean, you're one of those people that just constantly references the Nations. Well, he done the job, didn't he? Ignoring the Nations, he was good in Argentina. So yeah. he'll be good again. Okay. But uh, I still think Watson probably has a slightly better chance. Yeah. Based on speed last year and everything. Uh, actually, I think I'd put them equal. But uh, Yeah, Anstey, Anstey and Watson, I think, fair to say, they've got a, gr- a great chance of a podium yeah. this weekend. The uh, question alluded to having two British riders on a podium at the same time, like uh, Anstey, Searle, 2-3, or Watson and Sterry. But that is, everyone's capable. So this year, Watson will get on a podium at some point and win GPs. Sterry will be on a podium at some point. What Muse a weekend that a, would be, Watson and Sterry. Muse will be on a podium at some point. They're all going to do it. But the odds of having them both figure it out or two of them figure it out on the same weekend with all of the competition that like we've just listed the MX2 names, it's crazy. So the odds of that actually working out are quite slim just because that's the way the world works. I think, I'm going to put it out there, if I've seen Watson and Sterry up on the podium at Matley, I think a little bit of white wee might come out. I need a new host. I literally need a new host. I don't I'm just know. saying I don't, it. I'd be excited. This is now a cry for help. We need a new MX Vice host. Maybe I'll, I'll become the host and then we need a new co-host. Either way, transfer season's coming up. I feel like there might be some movement in the MX Vice podcast show. Okay. Or do you think I'll be going to MXGP TV? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah. Okay, I think we answered that one. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Great. What else have we got? We've got two similar questions. If Hurlings goes to AMA, will that devalue MXGP? And Ooh, is there any trying truth? Trying to get two for the price of one. Is there any truth in the rumor of Hurlings racing the AMA Nationals? I got to be honest. When when somebody, I thought it was just one of these internet rumor things. When I first seen Hurlings to America, I just thought, oh, that's the biggest load of bollocks I've seen. And then two weeks later, still there. And actually, no one seems to be fanning the flames, like trying to reduce the flames. They seem to be gathering. There's petrol being applied now. Now. This, are there any truth to the rumours of him racing? Yes, it's true that he might race. It's not confirmed, though. All these websites that are saying, oh, it's a 98% chance it happens. They're fake numbers. Like, that's just for clicks. Like, it's, nothing is confirmed yet. It's all being talked about, whatever. Like, we're not going to know fully, I'd imagine, for another month or so, because he's not going to get back on a bike in that time. So... Nothing's confirmed. We don't know. Is there a chance? Definitely. It's definitely being talked about and it's a real discussion. So we will wait and see. And uh, Dave Pike's question, if Hurlings goes to AMA, will that devalue MXGP? I don't think so. Obviously, having Hurlings on the gate is is always a plus and he adds a lot to the event on and off the track. He's just a great rider. Who who wouldn't want to see a great rider? But at the same time, the racing will still be great. Uh, still multiple winners. If anything, there's more chance of having multiple winners without him on the line. Yeah. Obviously, Crony's kind of poo-poo in that theory at the moment. But yeah. Slow down, Tony. But uh, no, it won't devalue it, it, but it is good to have an MXGP. And as an MXGP journalist or reporter or whatever you want to call me, I would like to see him in MXGP. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> uh, I've got a few things I, I call you. But uh, yeah. So that's the end of that one, I reckon. And finally, because yep. I had to slim these questions down, okay. Nate Troxel says it's, Nate Troxel okay. says it's not GP related, 
But what are your predictions for Covington in the AMA Nationals? Ooh, I'm guessing Nate, because Nate sounds like an American name. Is this a US guy? Yes. Look at us being all international. Look at us, international. Wow. Hey, Nate. Hi, Nate. We're going to answer your question now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go or shall I go? Uh, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> predictions for Covington joke, in the outdoors. Joke. I, I think he's, he's going to be super strong. Define super strong. I think he's going to be, um, you know, top, top three, top five. I think we see him take some wins. Um, it wouldn't surprise me once he's got some confidence. and It feels like for me that every Supercross race at the moment, he, he must feel like he's getting, his, getting kicked in the nuts. Knowing what he can do or what he could be doing in MXGP. And, you know, the, the struggle is real in Supercross. He, I think he's going to come out swinging in outdoors. I really do. I think you'll see uh, similar to what we saw in MXGP. He'll win. I think he'll win one round overall. I think he'll podium five rounds, five to six. He'll be top five a bunch. But then I think there'll be these random rounds where things just don't come together for whatever reason. And that'll stop him fighting for a championship or whatever, which is pretty much what happened in MXGP over the last three years or so. But I do wonder, with the way Supercross is going, if he's going to feel more pressure, even if it's not from anyone else, if he's just going to put more pressure on himself when Gates drop at Hangtown and how that will go. Oh, 100%. You know, he's going to be, you know, the pressure on him, the pressure, not the pressure on him, but the pressure he's going to put on himself, I guess, is going to be huge. Yeah, so I'm interested to see if that impacts him at all, but he'll yeah. be a top five guy consistently. Yeah, he'll be wanting to come back and, and give everybody a big F you. I think... and. The good thing is that although Supercross hasn't gone as planned, it seems like everyone is remembering just how strong he is outdoors. Sometimes people have short memories and like they just write a guy off based on recent results. But everyone I've seen who's kind of questioned his Supercross results has backed that up by saying he'll be strong outdoors. So that's got to be a bit of a relief for him as well because he knows that people haven't lost faith in his ability. But didn't you say that um, the team were, were always saying that this is... There's no expectation this year. Oh, yeah, of course. There is no expectation. He's never raced Supercross before. So you've got... To, it's hard. And I think even... I saw an interview with him uh, at the first East Coast round that Supercross Live did on YouTube. And they said something along the lines of, it's your first Supercross race, but you've got a ton of experience. You're a GP winner. So blah, blah, that's good. And he was like, no, this is... That doesn't help me here. Like, this is the start of a new career and I've never raced Supercross before. and that is the thing to remember. Like, no matter what he did in Europe, that will help him come outdoors. But in Supercross, it's not. So it's a learning process. And next year in Supercross, it's fair enough to start making judgments. But for now, let's just learn the ropes and hopefully he stays healthy for outdoors. Yeah. How did he get on the weekend? Um, um, we didn't qualify. He was 12th in the LCQ. Okay. So onwards and upwards. Cool onwards and upwards and that concludes the twitter portion or actually these weren't just twitter questions these were twitter and facebook and okay. instagram cool so cool. yeah if you want I'll, I'll do a post every week asking for these questions so if you want to be involved it doesn't have to be a question it can be a comment or a statement or a talking point yeah leave it there and uh you'll be featured yeah. on the mx5 show back also, to you james well it's also a good good opportunity to review your username exactly yeah um, on that note, let's give away a tent. Okay. I, want to give I mean, away we're not live and no one's listening right now, but let's try and give away a tent. No, we're going to give away a tent this, this week. So what we need you to do, what do we need people to do? 
<laughs> you went into that with so much confidence and you didn't plan it, did you? No, I didn't. I, I believe people need to, to, to have a tent. So let's do this. We Every person who retweets this episode of the MX Vice show on Twitter will be entered into the competition. How about that? That's easy. No? Well, you want it to be harder than that? No, I like that. Oh. That's easy. Yeah, okay, so yeah. there we go. So whoever retweets, Lewis is going to put out... Uh, the next five show is live blah blah yeah which is going to be tomorrow you retweet Tuesday. that one um, sorry yeah Tuesday you retweet that and then we'll pick one person from the ret- retweets yeah. and we'll send them uh, a nice 24MX uh, tent which is available for fifty nine ninety nine, which is heavily discounted from the normal retail price of I believe it's one seven eight nine nine. really? yes oh wow yes that is a discount I know we're good at this, aren't we? I actually can't believe that. We should do QVC. Now I understand why so many people buy these tents when they're on offer. frigging tents are everywhere. Literally everywhere. I'm surprised just how... Yeah, people buy them for the barbecues. You go to the most obscure places and everyone has these tents. Yeah. And they are good, like, products. From what I've seen, I've put a few up in my time. And, uh, You've put a tent up? Yeah. You saw me do it at Hawkstone. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. none of us could reach. No. Um, they are actually quite good quality product and sturdy. Everything that you'd want from your tent. Yeah, there we go. So thanks to 24MEX for A, bringing you this podcast, and B, giving you all a discount on a tent. There we go. Great stuff. Brilliant. Well done. Um, so there is one, one section left, which we'd leave to last because obviously that's uh, interesting. You're, you're actually uh, missing a section. We haven't talked about MX Manager yet. Oh, true. That'll be after this. Okay, so let's go with what everybody's been waiting for, Smenny's question. So I'm going to read them out, and then you answer. Oh, great. I'll try and chip in. Okay. But I believe you've got this. Thank you. Okay. It's nice for you to have belief in me and for a change. So the first one is, it looks like Hurlins will be out until the end of April. Does that now increase the chance that he races in the US, as this has to be the perfect opportunity? And then he's put in brackets. Remember back when Tommy was beating Hurlins in MX2? Yeah, me too. Uh, that was quite sad. <laughs> yeah, but I think he was on about beating because he's got this thing which resembles a penis. So I think he meant beating as in beating himself off. Okay, that's... So... Okay, no. Okay. Oh, I just don't even want to... I don't want to play this game anymore. Anyway. Okay. Question. Yes, it does increase the chances because if he had made it back for Matley he could have still won a title. And if he'd made it back, skipped Matty and made it back for Vulcansward, he could have still won a title. And if he'd skipped Vulcansward and made it back for Trentino, he could have still won a title. And now, obviously, it's a long shot. But if come Mantova, he's 200 points down, you won't see me ruling it out. When, at what stage, this is not one of uh, Spenny's questions, but at what stage are you actually going to reach out to Jeffrey Hurlins and ask him these questions? I actually keep meaning to text him like every single day and every day I'm off. You know that he's going to be one of those guys where uh, when I was injured, no one spoke to me. No one wanted to know me. And then you're going to be one of those fanboys now that when, it, when there's an inclination that he might come back, you suddenly text him. There's going to be no more talk on McDonald's. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Okay, thanks for stamp, that. Stamp it here. Thanks for that. Just saying. If he comes back 200 points down, I'm a believer. I'd, okay, no, I'm not, he's not a favorite for the title or anything, but I think it could happen 
if he gets some help from Caroli having issues, etc. I don't think he feels that you're a believer anymore. Okay. Because you're not speaking to him. Moving swiftly on. You're not on. talking about McDonald's or anything. Moving swiftly on. Okay. Uh, number two. I noticed on the results posted on MX Vice from the British National, I think he means a British Championship, um, that Brad Anderson was back. How is he after the horrible crash early in the year? Poor fella looked like he went a little too far with a Botox. It is amazing that he's already back because I presume this would be like a year-long thing. Like, it was yeah. gnarly. To be back, what? What was it? Three weeks? When I- yeah, three weeks later to be back racing and in the tough conditions that we saw at the first British Championship yeah. round is uh When I first saw those photos, it was... I was like, wow. But supposedly he's sponsored by a CBD company. So yeah. he's been literally using the lotion. I actually want some of that everything. to see what it does. I don't think it's going to help you, mate. Ready? No, nah, you're, oh. you're, there's nothing that's going to help. If there are any CBDs... Oh, speaking of CBD, yeah. uh, did you watch Supercross? No. Wilson won the heat. Yeah. And when he was doing his podium interview, he said that he ignited off the start. <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't cool. know if anyone caught that, but it was amazing. Very good, very good. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, unbelievable that he's back, and obviously this means that he's going to be in contention for the EMX 2T title again. Yeah, so it's crazy when you think, well, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he kind I of... I presumed it would be a six-month thing, yeah. if that, if not longer. Well, it's February the 17th, was it, Hawks Day? Yeah, two weeks before Argentina and three weeks before the first British Championship round. Yeah, and he's gone from there to lining up to um, the two-stroke. I guess that's why they call him the British Bulldog. There we go. Uh, number three... SMX Cup 2016. What in the hell happened? Uh, what were you stream aiming for and why did it fail? I think we've answered this previously. I don't think it failed um, because as an event, it did exactly what they wanted. A failure would have been not having the riders, the teams, the manufacturers or any of that. But if they kind of achieved what the concept when they're mapping out, when you're mapping out something like this, you're not you're just looking at the concept. And the concept was achieved. For some bizarre reason, the fans didn't support it as much. No, but it was good. But then also, it's, it's a whole it's a whole other ballgame nowadays because you look at, oh, fans didn't support it that much. Well, I guarantee the MXGP TV figures and the TV figures and all of that were through the roof. Well, can you remember when we put up the lap of, I think it was Geyser and Dungey? Yeah, and it went... That was millions insane. of views. So, so it's, it's a I mean, one. How, do you, how, do you, how do you even measure this as a success? Because um, media-wise and uh, people engaging and talking about it, massive success. Yeah, the fact actually, is... Actually, people sat there with their bums on seats. It wasn't. But yeah, apart from that, I'd say it, it kind of did what it was supposed to do. And the racing was good. Racing was good. The name, they couldn't have asked for a better lineup of riders. Yeah. You had Hurlins, you had Dungy. And yep. others, Osborne. Yeah. And others. Yeah. Musquin. Geyser. Geyser. Yeah. So it kind of did its job in that respect. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, sh- I would love to see. Out. I wouldn't be surprised to see it come back one day, maybe. Yeah. That's not, I haven't got any insight on that, but maybe yeah. they'll give it another stab sometime. Yeah. But um, yeah, there we go. Uh, oh. Number five, anti juice. Wait, we've only done three. Okay. <sighs> maybe I'll leave this one to last then. Uh, you previously mentioned some additional features coming on the sorry coming to the podcast, such as guests and calls. Can you explain on what's coming? Do you want to do that or shall I? Uh, I think I can. Okay. I, I kind of know what's 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 happening. So at the moment, we this is kind of 
Um, bare bones. Bare bones. This is where we are. We have been trying to get uh, guests on this week, which was Steve Dixon and Comrade Muse as a run-up to the British GP. And when you say guests on, he actually means in studio rather than on the phone. Yeah. So as much as we love, we, every week we get people phoning in, but it's just the quality. The, the quality of someone phoning in um, compared to having people in the studio. And the reason why we like people in the studio is we can kind of talk to them before. We can get them to do some cool stuff down at the MX Vice HQ, what we, we, we've got now. Um, it, and we can make a bit more of a, we can get so much more out of it rather than people on, on when you've got someone sat in front of you and the conversations flow in, it's, you can get to some really, really good points. When you're on the phone, you don't see their, you don't see their facial expressions. You don't see their body language. So you kind of, you're reading blind. And I, I really like the idea of having people, people in the, in the podcast studio. So we want more of that. We want more people in the studio. We, we've got the mobile studio now, so we're going to be doing um, podcasts at every GP event. Yep, we didn't do that. Uh, people were looking out for the post-qualifying pre-race podcast on Saturday night in Argentina. We did it. We had technical difficulties, but that won't happen again. So Matley Basin, Vulcan Suar, Trentino, Saturday night, there will be a podcast live on MX Vice. Interesting thing about the technical difficulty was me not pressing record on Lewis's uh, volume. Yeah, somehow James managed to record his own voice, but not mine. Oh, I sounded good. Um, so as well as that, we've got the actual show um, with, with, that we're looking to produce live, or at least we'll put out a live version of the show, and it'll be uploaded to YouTube. We're using this really cool software called Sling Studio, well, hardware. And uh, basically, you're going to be able to download it off of, uh, watch it on Facebook or, or download it on YouTube. So it's going to be something else. Again, it's kind of like uh, looking at me, um, doing hand gestures to Lewis quite a lot. Um, and Lewis doing hand gestures back. But then obviously you get to see your, your heroes, like riders and stuff like that within the studio as well, which is pretty cool. So all this is, it, this is coming up. But I guess, like they say, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day and we we're just taking this bit by bit this is only episode four three okay yeah last week's was never going to go out but yeah we're not hurting that so yeah so hopefully that answers there's there's so much more to come this really is just a start uh we do expect um we've got 16 guests who we're we're lining up over the next couple of weeks so um yeah it's just what one of the things which we're finding hard at the moment is the back-to-back gps give us not much time we usually get back on a monday and we're usually traveling on a Thursday. So that gives us not only us three days, but also riders that want to take part in the podcast. It doesn't give us much room uh, to plan things. So I'm thinking in April, it'll be a lot easier for us and everybody else. Are we going to be getting fans to call in at some point? I think we will. I think that's, I want, to... that's the one thing I think I want. Okay. Because I think that will be cool. Okay. Well, we need to speak to Rob to see if we can make that happen. That is the one, I think that is the one thing that... That's the one thing that I'm most looking forward to. Okay. Well, let's try and make it But yeah, as happen. a production and everything, we'll just keep moving. Yeah. Forward. Yeah, this is definitely not the finished article. No. This was kind of the idea, though, because we didn't want to come out all guns blazing with everything in place because then you kind of don't have an opportunity to grow and get used to things because you're sink or swim immediately. Well, there's also the other thing as well. If you're always seeking perfection, we never would have done the podcast. Because it would just be like, uh, we're not ready. Uh, we haven't got Which is yet. what it was da, da, da. for three years. <laughs> yeah, we, we basically put, put off doing this for three years. Because we, were always, we are always seeking perfection. But perfection comes with practice. So um, if we can get the, the podcast show to 70% and work on the extra 30, then 
So that's where we are. Thank you for that, Spenny. Uh, moving on. Last one, Auntie Julie, which uh, comes off of the Argentina show where Auntie Julie was uh, brought up by Tommy on the podcast. So he's asking, I need to know facts. Is she competition? I think the answer to that is no, Spenny. She's family. That is creepy, isn't it? That is literally just creepy. It's not even funny. It's just creepy. Yeah. He's actually put a kiss at the end of his, his name signing off this week. Does Spenny go to a GP? I think he is at a GP, yeah. So Tommy better get restrained. That would actually order. be interesting. <laughs> Have I ever actually met in person? I think when, um, yeah, I think they were in a sex shop once. Oh, wow. Moving no, on. Major. Um, I'm not, I don't want to start those rumours yet. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, that's Spenny's questions. And if you do want to find him on Twitter, then that's up to you. He is quite funny, do actually. Do so at your own. No, he is, he is, he is funny. So um, there we go. There so we Spenny go. UK 71. There we go. There we go. Right. That leaves us with the most important part of the show. MX Manager. Yes, it does. And there is a good chance that I could redeem myself this weekend and batter you. So um, how did you get on in the first round? Uh, 60. Yeah, it's pretty rubbish. 90, something like that. Yeah. Just, I'll pull up the results now for you. Okay. I don't think we actually gave the winners um, necessary credit after the first round. Well, did they actually get the vouchers? They're actually being sent out this week, funnily enough. Oh. I'll take that back then. Uh, 93rd, I came in the first round. Okay. But I don't think we gave him credit on his show. Okay, so who won? <laughs> well, the winner was Team 6013. Oh, come on. 1241. <laughs> right. Let's, let's, so he let's won, clear... No, he won stop, t- stop, stop. <laughs> let's clear this up. Basically, where your team name is at the top, it says Team... Blah, 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 blah. There's a green, green, literally arrow type bar. You could literally just change your team, press the green, that saves, and you can call your team whatever. So um, it's that easy. Okay. Please just get team names. So congrats Come to on. team 60131241. Maybe we should put a T and C in there for anybody who has got crap names. Uh, so he won a £200 24MX voucher. How much? £200. What, for winning? Yes. One round. Jesus, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, that's up for grabs every single week. Uh, second was Wilfredo BGS from Spain. Ooh. Uh, he won a £150 slash euro voucher. Okay. Uh, third was... These are euros. They aren't pounds. Oh, yeah, sorry. So don't start confusing people. Sorry, euros. Then we're going to get into a right old debate um, on Twitter. Third was Yuko243 from Finland. Okay. Fourth was Hockey100%. From country unconfirmed. I'm saying UK. What? Hockey? Yeah. Is it H-O-C-K-E-Y? Yeah, but I thought that might be like Canadian. Because they like hockey. Um, Crack on. And fifth was Team Smythe 121. And fifth place got a £50 voucher. Interestingly, the top five all tied on points. So how does that even work? Good question. And a question that I get asked every single day (laughs) um so basically the tie breaks are determined by whoever puts in their winning team first which is especially important now that we aren't closing things until the first motor on sunday because so say team 6013 (laughs) 1241 um 
Yeah, that he just put, rolls off the tongue. He put his team in on Friday, was confident enough that he didn't look at the results in practice, went with that team and won versus second place who did theirs after qualifying. Oh, So therefore, team 60131241, we'll call them team one yep. for, the sake of, <laughs> for the sake of conversation, yep. gets the uh, prize because they had it first, effectively. I like that. But this, you like that. Unfortunately, sixth place, Jake Eats Ass. What? <laughs> that is his username. Jake Clark. what? Jake Eats Ass. Great username. Um, I like it. He, he got the same number of points as the winner. Yeah. But didn't get a prize. Uh, life's a shitter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, if Jake had got his team in on Thursday. Or got his team in quicker. Which would have been Thursday, you knob. Why Thursday? Because you just said the winner didn't No, Friday. that was hypothetical. Oh, okay. I was just talking hypothetically. Well, you need to, you know, obviously mention that we're doing a podcast. Well, that isn't, that's just, that's how the rules work. I was just using it as an example. But okay. anyway, congrats to those people. Your vouchers are coming right up. Coming. So, I came 93rd. All right. Do we talk about teams? Uh, should we touch on the prices? Let's do prices, yeah. So we've made an executive decision. We have made an executive decision. March has been a stressful month. And it's really stressful. I've lost a lot more hair. This one almost reduced me to tears, but here we are. Not hard. It's a very emotional person. <laughs> um, prices will be changing every round. Just not yet. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's that's working well. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it's coming. Not yet. That's what she said. So the prices for rounds two, three, and four are going to stick the same. For a handful of reasons, one of those being that we feel like we need to collect enough data to then make decisions on changing riders because we haven't seen the European guys yet and it's all a bit of a cluster. So it's coming. But for now, prices are staying the same and that's what's what's happening. So what we're going to do, the first four rounds are going to be the same prices. Yes, that's what you had in Argentina. And then we go through the data. change every round. Change the prices. Yes. Reflecting on where they are. So it'll be a nice little shake up after four rounds. Just as you're getting comfortable and you think you've got it all sussed, it's all going to get shaken up. I like it. Yep. Shaking like those, remember those Walker's packets where you used to get the little... Salt and shake. That's it. Oh, you do fucking remember it, (laughs) knob. (laughs) Um, Yeah, great. So. Okay. So, well, thanks for that. Yeah. (laughs) That was my little speech. So um, going into uh, Matty, have you got any um, little hot tips for people? I will do as soon as I can find the prices. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is what happens. I mean, Just vamp for me a second. This what I, I am going to rant, actually. No, this, I didn't say rant. I said vamp. I, I don't know what that is. What's that like? You, do you watch vampire no, stuff? It's like a saying. Like uh, when oh, a comedian's got no... Like they just have to hold the mic for a minute. Really? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I think everybody who's been listening to this show week in, week out, has actually probably heard me say this about you prepping for, you know, these parts. I'm a host. I don't know nothing. I don't profess to know nothing. I'm just here to help you look like an expert, which is failing every week because you can't actually bring the right tools to the right job. So uh, actually, the entries were supposed to be open. I thought they'd be open, but they're not. They'll be opening today. So by the time this goes out, entries are open. So I can't look at prices until I bring up my like spreadsheet. There's a lot of excuses nope. coming from right, Camp Lewis. So just going to peruse the list here. Okay. Obviously, the big one who is going to be on everyone's team, purely based on his result from round one and the fact that he isn't changing price, is Mitch Evans at €250,000. Absolute bargain. Absolute bargain. If he's not on your team, 
then, well, I don't know. Because even if he finishes eighth, yeah. for €250,000, that's good enough. Even if he finishes tenth, that's good enough. Right. Also, before we go too far, am I right in thinking that if you are looking at, how much is the championship? Two and a half grand? What do you mean the championship? The championship price. Uh, I don't know. You've handled prices. I think it's about two and a half grand. Yeah, I think so. So um, you can spend two and a half thousand pounds on uh, 24MX. I, you could buy a lot of stuff. Imagine how many tents at 50... How did you not even know this? Did you even go to school? 99? 59.99. 59.99. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how many tents you could buy. Oh, I question myself because I've seen the prices I, I, in different I, currencies. I question myself employing you. Uh, yeah. Imagine how many tents you could buy for 59.99. Do you just want to say a lot? A lot. You could buy a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, dear. Uh, oh, even dear. if you win two, win two hundred pounds, get yourself three and a half tenths. Well, <laughs> you, might, <laughs> you might be able to buy fifty tenths. What? With two and a half thousand. Oh, I'm talking about if you win one round, which is two hundred euros. Right. Yeah. The currency thing is confusing because we obviously have people from all over the world, and we. But well, let's just deal with euros. We're dealing euros with euros this year. Anyway, so yeah, two and a half grand. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of kit and parts for racing. It is. That's, that's that'll, keep, that'll do the job. So, at the moment, am I right in thinking that people are only 167 points down? 161. 161 points is nothing. 19 ranks. That is nothing. Literally, I've seen people, you know, rise from a phoenix from the flames. It is nothing. And it means, like, it's wide open, folks. It's wide open. Yeah. So, so, um, so not only can you win... Is it £200 per round? £250 per round? 200 And uh, you just said pounds, it's euros. Ah, oh, fair. <laughs> right. So €200 Euros per, per round yep. is up for grabs. Yep. And €2,500 at the end of the year. Yep. Cool. So looking at the picks here, Alvin Usland, £250. Grand. He's the same price as Mitch Evans, which, you know, so Usland, you'd probably go to Mitch Evans. But if you want Usland to... and Evans. Now, this is where you need to think about it strategically. Everyone's going to be going for Mitch Evans. Yeah. Why would you? Because if he fails and you chose to stay away, you could potentially make up points on everyone. Yeah. So this is where a strategy is going You're not going to move forward, are you? Copying everyone else. No. This is a real world. You need to make your own decisions yeah. and do that. And be, be a big boy. Be a or girl. Or girl. Or There's girl. a lot of girls playing. Yeah, there are. That sounds wrong as well. So uh, we have Gertz at 400,000. I'd stay away. Why? 400,000. That's I'll a lot of that money. Pricey, yeah. Henry Jacoby, 400,000. Mm. Eh, questionable. I'd be scared of that. Yeah. Gustavo Pessoa, 200 grand? No. If you, you, you're better off just spending the extra 50 grand and going for Usland or Evans. Okay. Dylan Walsh, 250 grand? I'd look at that. I would as well. That's, uh, that could come in. Davy Pooches? 250? Yep. It's all, but as you can tell, the 250 mark is where the questionable guys are. Okay. Uh, and do we need to go over the point of picking Prado again or not really? Uh, I think people got it. It's 600,000. Yeah. It's going to be half your budget. So, so you could have Prado in. It's and risk Crowley. versus reward. Yeah. And you're going, to just, you're going to max out. You're going to get, what, 100 points? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, because of bonus points and whatever else happens. Whole shot and stuff yeah. like that. But you're still not going to reach to 161, are you? Uh, no. no. Well, it depends on your team and manufacturer. But then you can't get those if you just do Prado and Caroli. But that's what I'm saying. So even See, if you it's chose... a headache. It's a headache. Yeah. So even if you chose Prado and Caroli and you 
do you load on those two? You're not going to get 161 points. No. That's what I'm saying. So, but you are going to get consistency, which if you're looking at the long run, yeah, it's quite good. But I, I feel like 161 points, that's quite low. Yeah, it is. That's a low total. But um, we had the same last year. Round one's winning total, which was won by uh, yours truly, was much lower than any other round you that season. You won last year's round. The opening round, yeah. You won it. Yeah, because you were gonna because you found out that I'd won before it went live and you talked to the tech person about potentially removing my name for the results because you thought everyone would say it was a fix. I can't remember it, but that's definitely sounds like something I'd do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was you weren't in Argentina and I was. So with a time change, I was asleep. Yeah, just nip that one in the bud. And then you uh, I woke up to the learning that you tried to take me off of the results because you thought everyone would think it was fixed. Well, it must have been. You couldn't have been but, that good. And interestingly, I won the opening round last year with Darian Sanai, who went free DNF, which proves that if you DNF, and I didn't get any of the bonus points, which proves that you don't need that stuff. Okay. If you use skill, strength, and ability, (laughs) (laughs) you you too can do that. Yeah, really. No. But yeah, um, it's all about Mitch Evans. Mitch Evans, Dylan Walsh, I'd look at those guys. The 250 mark, that's a nice place to be. And what about MXGP? MXGP. Now, this is where it gets interesting because we've got Anton Goa at 100,000. That okay. is cheap. Yeah. You're not going to get much for that money, but you will get something. Yeah. Does he get points? I think he's going to be 20 to 15, I would say. That's probably enough for 250. Uh, that's probably enough for 100 grand. Okay. But then again, it's a risk because he could quite easily not get points. Okay. So. Uh, one question I was going to ask was what about when the entry lists get released? So people like Harry Kula's coming in. This is what people yeah, we're going to be trying home. to add riders this week. So, so we're going to add some world cars this yes. week, so you can pick your Harry Kulas. Yes, so um, stay tuned. Okay, cool. That's just just wanted to ask. And Harry Kulas, we're doing this on a Monday, so we're a bit early, because the prices for those people haven't been sorted out yet. But Harry Kulas would probably be 150 grand. Really? That's interesting you say that, given that it's good form of the preseason. Yeah. 200 grand? He won't be more than 200 grand. Okay. So okay. he'd be a pick. Yeah. Petrov. Jazzacone. What's Petrov? What is Petrov? Let me scroll down my list here. Uh... Do you want me to fill in one? Oh, no, he, actually, he would actually need to be added as well because he's European only. Okay. So you need someone to do some work this week. Yep. I'm on that. So interesting that you say they're just going to wander off on a Wednesday just to oversee practicing. What's this? You said that you're. Uh, this is being taken care of. Okay. So 250, we have Jazzaconis. Yeah. Sixth overall at the first round. Okay. That's a good bet based yeah. on his result of the first round, but does he do that again? Who knows? Yeah. Tonus, 250. Yeah. That's a scary one. He's staying in my team. Really? Yeah. Benoit Patrell's supposed to be back, only ridden a week, 200. Nah. 200. Nah. He's, he's going to be... I think he'll struggle. Brian Bogers, 200. Yeah. I think I'd rather go for Harry Kulas at 200. Yeah. At, at the moment, yeah, with the four. Gautier Paulin, 400. That's a bargain. That's, that could be quite good. Yeah, that's could a bargain. Be. Jeffrey Hurling, 600. Stay away. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> For now. Yeah. Van Horbeck, 250. That's everybody's good. Van Hor- I'm not there. I'm not sure. I had him no. in the first round, but for some reason I'm less confident I'm not now. being funny, but for half a million, you've got Van Horbeck and Mitch Evans. Think about it. Why would you not? That's have- a lot of your budget, though. You still got 700,000 left. And you, you can potentially get two extra riders for that and a team and a manufacturer. Yeah, I reckon you could do it. 150 on KTM. Max Anstey, 400. That's good. I mean, Anstey, Paul Lan, and, and Mitch Evans is a strong team. Simpson, 300. 
Yeah, that's another good investment. Tommy, 350. Yeah, could be. So there's lots of options. Yeah, yeah. and Sterry still 350. Uh, I believe so. Let me just have a quick look at my uh, MX2 list. Just 350. Okay. Eh, it's on the bubble. He could stay in. He could stay in. He's on the bubble. I'd like to put Watson in, but I think he's just a bit expensive. Uh, he's 550,000. Yeah, yeah. He was the uh, pick of the year last year because he started off the season as 300 and obviously shocked the world. Yeah. So uh, everyone just picked him all year long, including me. I had him in my team from the very first round to the very last. You love Ben Watson, don't you? I uh, believe her. So yeah, that's that. Cool. Well, stay tuned we for MX Manager updates on MX Vice on Facebook and Motocross Vice on Twitter. And remember, picks do not close until Sunday. MX2 Moto One. Of course, you get to see qualifying, uh, practice, warm up, weather, all of that stuff. Fun stuff. But then, what you have to remember is a few people got caught out in Argentina um, when the actual uh, it became closed. Probably not leave it till last minute. Yeah, don't leave it till the last minute. No. Just a little bit of advice there because um, it gets a little bit frustrating when it does close and you, you haven't put your team in. It did. I think it did close like 10 minutes earlier than it was supposed to in Argentina. But still, you, but, shouldn't, you yeah. shouldn't be put... Don't, don't put your team in with 10 minutes to go. It's not going to make any difference. Yeah. Apart from you're not going to get in. Yeah. Yeah. So, there we go. There you right, go. So, I think we're, we're done. Um, if you do see us at the British GP, come and say hello because um, I'm a very sociable person. So come and say hello. <laughs> he's he's really not so, <laughs> social. He's very yeah okay. Um, so yeah, please come and see us. Uh, we have a little. Uh, we've actually got two things going on. We have um, a place on the hill for people to have a picture taken, and we're giving away lots of prizes with uh, an Instagram. That's the uh, trade stand hill, so the opposite yep. side of the track to the pits. Yes, and then we've got uh, a little setup as well within the pits next to the JWR race team where we've got uh, a motocross simulator in there. So come and have a go on that. That's free. Uh, Sounds interesting. That's within the pits, yeah. So, um, and, you know, if, if you see us, just stop for a chat, bench race. And we'll be doing a Saturday night podcast at the JWR truck. So maybe you'll see us in action, which isn't that exciting, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, so actually if, um, if a few people are up for it, then maybe we'll have the podcast outside. Yeah, and um, we can get people to grab the mic and have yeah. their say, ask questions and and everything. So maybe we'll just do a. That is definitely a plan for the future. Maybe an off the cuff live performance um, from the pits. Yep, sounds good. Maybe and if it, if you turn up, do you make it to Winchester? Yeah. Well, the great thing is, is no one's <laughs> actually gonna listen to this part of the podcast because no one listens to the end. Do you? Are you gonna so turn? Not even, are you? They're not t- even gonna know about the live show. Are you gonna turn up in Winchester? Yeah. There's a great chance on turning up in Winchester. You don't have to get a flight, so you've got a lot of flexibility. It's looking good. It's looking good. I've got to say that Argentina trip was brutal. But worth every single second. I, um, I don't know, but it's brutal. I, I thoroughly enjoyed every single second yeah. of that trip. Big now, up MXGP. Now, fat cat. Whew. And that's all for today. See you next week. This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motorcross store. There are hundreds of your favorite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24mx.com to shop now. BMX Vice Shop.